Greetings, stowaways. This episode comes with a content warning for drug addiction and withdrawal. Take care and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the treacherous depths of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and dungeon master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined, as ever, by Robbie Tea and Coffee Bellicom, Sam Treason Toffee Burns, and Ellie Bees and Bonoffi Sparrow. Ah, bees! Bees! That sounds like the worst part. That gift of Oprah. Bees! You get bees! You get bees! (laughs) (laughs) It's the best gift. I'm if you have never seen that the... gif, look up gifs and type in Bees Oprah. It's so good. Yeah, I'm not it's... coming to your bakery, yeah. though, if that's what you're selling. Bees and Bonoffi. <laughs> it's a terrible pie for Live bees and also Bonoffi. You know that? But you know how, like, there's, four and twi- there's that song where four and twenty blackbirds baked yeah. in a pie? It's like that, but it's a Bonoffi pie filled with live bees. Yeah. Oh, God, that's terrifying. Mm. Nicolas Cage in the background. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll stick with treason toffee, thank it's, you very much. It's the wrong kind of pie. They don't have a lid. Um, it's just bees clawing their way out of a hole. Yeah, in the they present you like a creamy banoffee pie, and you're like, "Oh, great!" And then just burrowing up out of it like dozens of yeah. them. The cream like, starts bubbling, nightmare-ish. like sandworms rising out of the desert. Wow. Oh wow! Now we've given all of the uh, the stowaways nightmares. <laughs> so just business as usual. Bees. Yes. Speaking of beesness as usual, it's hey. time for us to cast our mind forwards to the terrible puns of the future and ask future us what messages from the present happy full circle it's future jason with messages from the present listen up for a spot from our friends over at infinite deer during the break this episode remember while we may be having a break here in the future episodes and bonus content will continue uninterrupted during the holiday period but if you're looking to further plundering of the shores of calcinia don't forget our live show at pod uk on saturday the 1st of february you can also check out the actual play panel co-hosted by ellie sparrow and maximilian john from the infinite bad podcast in the morning Pod UK is the UK's only fan-focused podcasting convention, dedicated to bringing independent podcasting into the spotlight, giving creators a stage, and providing a home for like-minded podcast fans to gather, make friends, and celebrate the works they love. You can book tickets at rocksaltevents.com slash poduk2020. Back to you, Pastor Jason. Bees. And on that cheerful note, it's time to begin Flintlocks and Fireballs. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken, storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. 
previously. Uh, oh god. Flintlocks and fireballs. <laughs> Congratulations. I hate, I hate you. The uh, the revolution has reached its end, or at least it's reached a time of relative peace and stability. There have been medals, there have been celebrations, none of which you have been present for. Because it turned out that the that large sections of the revolution were manipulated by a uh, horrific entity with which you have had prior dealings. And um, for the, because I'm pretty sure this will be the start of a new chapter, uh, for those of you who don't know what I'm going on about, you may wish to check out the previous chapter for the full story of that if you don't want to get spoiled. Regardless, it has left our um, three companions with something of a sour taste in our mouths. If you wish to find the chapters, go to www.flintlocksandfireballs.com forward slash chapters. I am the producer. Thank you. Carry on with the previously on. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Having completed your business in Alessant, you you gathered together to, well, essentially teleport to Kion (laughs) along with the Gramanis to begin preparations to leave Sul and, in fact, this entire continent for some time. (laughs) But before that happens, I would actually like to take us back to the day just before you left. In the midst of dealing with um, the, in the midst of your time volunteering at the soup kitchen, supplying those who needed aid in the wake of the truce and the lost major rift of the revolution being sealed, at least for now, you, the pair of you, uh, Corson and Scamp, have finally, have managed to drag Celestia away long enough to eat something. And it's about this point that you remember you have at least one matter of unfinished business to deal with. Specifically, Corzin, it is suddenly re- you suddenly remember yep. there's a mask still in this city. Yep. Oh. Alright, so I'm thinking given everything that's happened in the last sort of 24 to 48 hours it's probably as good a plan as any just to go in there and say right. Now Lots of stuff has gone on. This is a new beginning for everyone, so let's not beat around the bush. I know that you've uh, got the mask. You know that I know that you've got the mask. <laughs> let's um, <laughs> let's agree that we never speak of this again, and I'll just be on my way with it. Thank you very much. Yeah, sounds sensible. Yeah, I mean, if they say no, then we'll burn everything. I mean, we'll just leave, I guess. I mean, to be honest, if they say no, they're they're being stubborn for the sake of being stubborn. But um, we got to at least um, see what they say. Yeah, I'm sad about the diamond ring I lost, but I don't think we're finding that. 
Well, I mean, I can try, but honestly, you've, you've got um, uh, a fair amount of jewels. Oh, it's nothing to do with the diamonds, but, you know, it was the first thing I did proper magic with. Everything else is yeah, just little stuff. This was a proper spell. Yeah, sentimental. Yeah. I, mm. Yeah, I totally understand. It's like, why have... Um, uh, kept all of this all these years, and he takes his um, tricorn off and regards it slightly and puts it back on his head. That is a well-loved tricorn. It's a good hat. Yeah. Yeah. I rather think it suits me. You know, I like you better in that one than I do your new one that you gave little cause in. You made a good decision there. Well, I... I only wanted to give my son the best. Aww. You're very sweet. Aww. Hopefully one day it'll um, make up for all the times I uh, uh, couldn't be there. You're doing great. Thank you. I hopefully, in uh, not too long, I won't have to not be there ever again. The three of you make your way over to the Do old we, dark, or at least. How many of you do? Do you want to, do you move, go with them, Celestia? Do I you don't stay? think I care. You're gonna stay? I know that's awful. No, fair enough. Oh, I hope that's not no. like a terrible role playing. No, choice, no, no, it's a good choice. Yeah, it's a fair I, choice. I just I think I kinda of say to the others, look, I do what you need. Right, you stay you're here? Be okay here. Yeah, I'm fine. I just I'll leave Jeffrey with you. Oh, oh good. He won't get his hands all over the fucking food at all. Jeffrey is already in the soup. <laughs> Please take the monkey with you. <laughs> no. I'll see if anything terrible is happening. It's fine. No. Jeffrey will stay with you and he will fetch us if anything terrible happens. What if something terrible happens and you can't send? Okay, whatever. Just get friend to like keep him out of the food. Friend. That's how it works, isn't it? <laughs> I'll do my best, you hear, scamp. And Jeffrey tilts his head. <laughs> clambers out of the soup. <laughs> starts licking his arms. Yeah, I'm just going to keep doing this. It's the only thing that's making any sense right now. So okay, I'm just going to stay We'll be here. back soon. But... Let's take your time. No, I'm with people. This is a normal thing. It's all good. Well, you say that, but I'm not taking any risks. No, Fair. I understand. I'm not losing you again. No, neither of us are. I'm kind of, like, <laughs> I'm so big, I kind of reach down and, like, put my arms around both of you. It, like a slightly wonky height. <laughs> Return the, uh, the hug. Alright, see you later. Jeffrey, yeah. behave. <laughs> Good man. All goes well, it shouldn't take long. Yeah. Indeed, the pair of you do head out uh, off to the old duck. Would you find, f well, actually quite full, but um, very few of the people here are... There are a few members of the former militia, still wearing their cockades, although the militia per se is to one degree or another either disbanded or being is the, in the process of being inducted into the new uh, into the National Guard but there's no sign of uh, Pierre the uh, halfling woman 
uh, who was there before uh, serving things, looks up and recognizes you. Hello. Uh, hello. Uh, oh. Uh, is, is Pierre about to speak yeah. to you? She frowns. Um. I'm afraid he vanished in the night. Uh, what? He left uh, what? some. Uh, he left me. Uh, he left some instructions in a note to uh, take care of a few things here. Left us uh, some money to look after people, but uh, it, I guess he needed to go in a hurry. Oh, that's odd. Um, he said. Um, there was, uh, he, he actually uh, mentioned uh, you as well. Uh, he said there was a, a note for you and you know where to find it? All right. Um, That's a little ominous. Are we okay to uh, go up then and have a look? She shrugs. Um, sure, uh, don't be too long. I've got a lot of uh, people to... Do you need some more money? I've got some money. Yeah, I turned out um, had a certain amount put away. We're working out how best to use it. Don't worry. Okay. Well, <laughs> I wonder where I got that from. <laughs> best not ask. Now, um, calls and heads upstairs. You head upstairs and very quickly find the floorboard in question. <laughs> There is a uh, hollowed out little bit of space in the uh, joists between floor and ceiling. And you can tell that there was a certain amount of stuff stashed here. Uh, and most of it has recently been taken away. But there are two small, just cloth sacks in there. Uh, one has a little scrap of paper tucked under it. Okay, uh, Coulson is going to inspect the piece of paper. You pull it out and look at it. It's got one word on it. Sorry. Well, that's not helpful. Is he alright? Should we be looking for him? Well, the fact he's disappeared like this makes... <sighs> it's a disturbing thought, but I... I want to make doubly sure that um, uh, Jacqueline was the only member of the militia that made a, uh, a deal with a hag. I think if we go poking that right now, there's going to be more trouble that we just don't need at the moment. Fair enough. I just hope this doesn't come back to bite us on the arse later. Oh, it will. And, uh, <laughs> he's going to look in uh, We'll cross in, that in bridge sack. when it's on fire. The sack... <laughs> <laughs> the sack with um, uh, the sack that was had rubbing, the num- rubbing off on you. <laughs> the sack that had uh, the note under it has um, two items inside, stuffed inside an old shirt, uh, kind of a ratty old shirt. Okay. A gold filigree mask, mask, and a ring with a diamond on. Hey. There's no sign of the money. You. Have your own suspicions of what happened to that. <laughs> it's in the soup kitchen, it's fine. 
Yeah, to be honest, I'm not uh, 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 nearly as bothered with that. Right, this, I believe, belongs to you. And yeah. I will see if I can find a, a, a buyer for this. And he uh, picks it up. It's awfully gaudy, isn't it? <laughs> That's my thought. I wonder... Jeffrey would look of... lovely in it. It is. It is almost the size of Jeffrey. Jeffrey would look lovely in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's less of a mask and more of a tower shield for him. Um, An AC bonus. I wonder what um, what Gunter would pay for one of these. Good question. There is the other sack as well. All right. You will have a look at the other sack. You will not uh, take the shirt. Okay. That does seem a little unsporting. uh, The sack is uh, filled with, uh, again, bits of clothing. uh, Old clothing. But tucked inside, there is uh, two things of interest. One is... um, Kind of what you think might be like a blackjack. It's made of blue leather and it's about a foot long and stuffed with like hard buckwheat. I'm sorry, but what is a blackjack in this in this context? A blackjack is like a kosh or a sap. It's, okay. it's, but in this case, and, <laughs> um, it's a massive. And, and what and what you have a sinking feeling in your stomach as you recognise is a uh, hooded blue gipsuit. Another one is for it my a collection. Halfling sized one? <laughs> no, this one's this one's human sized. All right, no, um, just uh, uh, again. What's this thing? <laughs> Corzin looks at the thing that is one third his height. I'm picking up and waving around. Scamp, you have acquired. Playing with that, Scamp. You have acquired the midnight blue dildo. About Corzin with that. Scamp, you don't know where that's been. Is it a it weapon? It does 1d6 damage. <laughs> <laughs> Bludgeoning. Do you want it for your collection of weapons? <laughs> no. Funnily enough... You get it so really uh, hard with this. Pow. Stick with swords if you don't mind. He's Stab. He's Stab. busted right now. Well, okay, please start no, hitting no, people with a leather dildo even though you're a sorcerer and have fireball because that's just genius. <laughs> uh, carry on, sorry. I think it's best we just leave that alone, don't you? Nope. I'm taking it with me. Are you taking both the items or yep. just the... Okay, you have also what acquired the? one midnight blue gimp suit. Scamp collects gimp suits. You now have two midnight blue gimp suits. Yeah. One Scamp. halfling, one human. Scamp, I, I'm really, really loath um, to ask this, but what in the name of the region are you planning on doing with that? I don't know. <laughs> I kept the other one for sentimental reasons. Okay, uh, Corsin just sort of... Corsin.exe has stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> he just um, starts uh, stuffing the, the mask uh, in, into his pack. Turn, uh, turning around, carefully replacing all of the other items, and then putting the board down. Okay. Like, all right, but you are explaining uh, this to people if anyone asks. I cannot believe I am saying that. Let's just go. Let's go. And, and he starts marching very, very firmly out of the room. <laughs> and go, you. Do. And in the general direction of away. <laughs> Time passes. The events of the end of the previous episode occur. And 
the following day, you find yourselves <laughs> leaping through a portal into the basement of the mansion formerly belonging to Destin Sukhalin and now belonging to yourselves. Now it's for the Garanis. It takes them a while to adapt and for a time they actually decide to move into they, they kind of split up and some of them move into a smaller place to be closer to the newer uh, to the uh, to the newer tiefling community that begins to fill in and not just be because we recorded last week's uh, bit of bonus content two weeks before <laughs> and before you decided yeah. to give them a house which we didn't we anticipate. accidentally fucked it up yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. continuity issues yeah <laughs> <laughs> However, Woo. continuity aside, you take some time to decompress a little, mm. but for some of you it works better than others. <laughs> Celestia, you have hit seven points of opium addiction. I rolled a save in between episodes, listeners, because we forgot to do it on air last time, and I have actually hit the dreaded seven. You are now incapable of uh, of achieving a long rest without smoking opium. I mean, I smoke some that night. Yeah. If I can't sleep. You don't necessarily realise this is a problem until you try to stop. But there well, that's is... the thing. And also, like, I'm so fucked right now anyway that not being able to sleep is not... Not unusual. Yeah, it's, it's not even weird, you know? Yeah. To correct um, an earlier statement that I had made about opium after we did a little bit more research... Uh, I've you, been reading a book on opium. Yes, you do dream in, uh, under opium. Uh, you just have quite wild dreams. You, it's, um, it's referred to as a sort of state in flux between sleeping and waking. Mm. It's all very colourful. You do dream, but they're not like normal dreams. So. And they are... Better yeah, than it's the not dream. hallucinating. You don't hallucinate no, an opium. But um, they are better than the dreams you get. Yeah, and it. they're a bit less focused by the sounds of things. Mm. You don't get normal dream dreams. Um, and also, a note on how Celestia smokes opium. Yes. Because I think this is really cool. Um, so basically, somebody walking around smoking a pipe of opium is not actually that realistic um, mm. if you don't have magic. <laughs> so I've, I've been reading a book because I knew that she was getting a lot closer to withdrawal and I wanted to like actually properly yeah. look into the specific kind of withdrawal and that kind of thing. Um, and I mean, if that happens at some point, which I assume it will, <laughs> if we keep going the way we're going. Um, but basically, yeah, what you mostly do to smoke opium is you have a long pipe over a lamp um, that is lit. The pipe itself isn't actually lit, but basically you vaporise the opium rather than burning it because if you burn it, it kind of dulls the opioid effect. Also, it's kind of hard to burn because it's sticky, so it's mm. it's a bit soggy, yeah, it's so it's resin. hard to... It's a bit of a resin, so it's hard to burn. So, Celestia, whichever you prefer to imagine, could be doing one of two things. Um, either... She could be mixing the opium with tobacco, which is a thing that you can do. Um, it makes the opiate effect slightly less good, basically, but you can do it. Also, it leaves like um, like a sticky black resin on your teeth if you do that, apparently, so people don't like to do it. Uh, the thing that I think she's probably doing is vaporising the opium using prestidigitation while walking around. So basically, <laughs> yeah. opium pipes are a lot longer 
than I had given them credit for. Like they're like the length of a whole forearm, basically, yeah. is what we're mm. talking. So she's holding it down Gandalf style, and um, basically heating up the palm of her hand that the big bowl with yeah. the opium would be in. You've got like a, a full tiny... calabash, haven't you? Yeah, it would have like a tiny hole in the top, and as she's heating the opium, it would vaporize, and that is how she would get it. Yeah. you know into her lungs also um good quality opium is not as strong bad quality opium which is what i think celestia would have and <laughs> um, which is filled with dross because she probably keeps her pipe a bit dirty dross is like the sort of burny rubbish bit that they tend to get mm. rid of in between doses of opium if you're doing it well dross is a lot more akin to morphine in effect mm. and i don't think she's cleaning her pipe out properly or doing the proper procedure because she doesn't really know how she's just come up to the surface and tried this weird thing and also she's got it off you know random drug cartels i don't think it's good quality like, <laughs> so i think stuff i think her orig- stuff would knock like, out the stuff you, know. you were originally given by uh, by casimir the viper probably was but not the stuff that you've acquired since yeah, I think the stuff that I have bought is not that good and therefore the effect is a lot stronger and more numbing, Yeah, basically is how they describe it. Like, it's a lot subtler and more kind of nuanced if you get the good stuff, but if it's the bad stuff, it's quite numbing and stuff what you'd expect from an opiate, basically. That is my talk on opium concluded. Yes. I just I thought I should say that on air at some mm. point because mm. I have actually That's been fair, doing absolutely. research and it's all really interesting and I like the idea of her steaming up opium with magic i think that's yeah. more fun yeah, than that's... giving it credit for because yeah most people can't walk around and smoke opium but celestia can <laughs> which is quite nice and smoke it you do yeah so i will do i mark off another dose do i do that to go to bed we're going like... to we'll, we'll run what i'm gonna basically say is we're going into some downtime town uh-huh. And I just want you to keep track of how many days you smoke opium for, and then I'll probably have you do three rolls in a row uh-huh. to see whether you go up to ten. <sighs> okay. Uh, over I the also, course of that time. I mean, also depending on how long the downtime is, I think I would buy more. Yeah. Because um, I'm down to like, what, like ten or eleven doses? Something like that? Yeah, ten now. It is, uh, I believe, at the t- as of the last episode, the 9th. Oh, 9th. My dad's old. Yeah, it's the 9th of full bloom. And the ship is expected to be ready sometime around the 2nd or possibly the 1st of, uh, I believe it's Falling Petals. The falling Blossom. Falling Blossom, thank you. A Falling yes. Blossom. Uh... So, yeah, we'll keep, don't worry about keep uh, uh, rolling them individually. Just keep a track of how much you're smoking mm. along the way. So you've got but 11. My, my question was, I have mm-hmm. 10 doses left right now. I smoked two last time in one day yep. um, before the soup kitchen. Yep. Do I need another one to sleep tonight? How does you this work? You will. You'll need cool. another one to sleep each night. I will do night. that, um, but you don't want me to roll it individually. You don't just roll want... it individually at this point. You're you're into you're into a high enough level of addiction, and we're going into downtime that I can abstract it and just do it, kind of three rolls for the whole time, to see what state you're in by the time we end up. So, on a perhaps. Lighter note, having done that uh, dimmer note. It is the ninth of full bloom. You have just over two weeks of downtime. 
you have a few things that you've mentioned to me you're planning to do, uh, and a few things that you may wish to take care of along the way. Uh, you've mentioned that you are considering mounting an expedition towards uh, the uh, back to the temple uh, in the great forest of Meadmere. Uh, Fighty has mentioned that he's willing to. Well, Fighty can commission you ordinary clo- uh, ordinary fine cloth clothes, uh, fine cotton clothes, uh, anytime you want. He said fifty gold pieces an outfit, mm-hmm. uh, and he will do that. He've, I've already given you the cost for the uh, sails, and they are factored into the cost of the Kraken's Bay. Okay, uh, for cool. the purposes of this, so I'm not going to charge you any extra. Um, hey. Additionally, uh, you so. Fighty also gives you a... Uh, Fighty eventually meets up with you uh, at some point during this month and uh, gives you a final figure for what he thinks the outfit made from dream cloth will cost. You already did that. I've got that written down. Have you? 2,000 gold. He's revised that figure because of... Uh, uh, he's re- revised that figure up uh, after estimating material cost... Cool. Uh, adjustment cost to 2,500. And that is because uh, Jason has made some decisions in the time in between. As to what it is. As cool. to what it is. That is fine. Excellent. Okay. Uh, as to what the effects of that will be. Now, um, the uh, the other matter is the Kraken's Bane. Uh, the Kraken's Bane, which of course is making its way uh, towards completion in delay, uh, I have, in the time between, given uh, Sam uh, the statistics and a sort of character sheet for the Kraken's Bane. Uh, it's I brilliant. will make a note to make that available. Uh, dep- uh, I think. Yes. Yes. I, I think that would that'll be a fun now. thing to do. So I'll make a note here. So make. Uh, so I'll, I'll make this available uh, online with the episode. Yeah, because the way Jason's done the Kraken's Bane notes, obviously, with as with any of the episode links, you totally don't have to click no. on them to enjoy the episode. Like, it's the same with the maps. Like, everything is theatre of the mind. Yeah. Um, but if you do want to look, Jason has started this ship actually really interestingly with people's positions and that yeah, kind of so thing. This, so it's, it's really cool. Like, uh, it's worth looking at. I have used a combination of like my own my own ship design and incorporating some of the ship's roles and rules that have come out of the uh, Ghosts of Salt Marsh, uh, Ghosts of uh, Salt Marsh, uh, the most recent uh, fifth edition expansion. Uh, so there's there's a bit of some of that and a bit of some of the not. <laughs> Probably not the most recent by the time this comes out. Uh, in terms of new core books, Ghost mm, of Saltmarsh will be. There will have been. They will have released Descent into Avernus, but that's more like a like a campaign yeah. Yeah, than true, like yeah. a so, like a rules book. Yeah, which is also cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, super cool. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of the Kraken's Bane, uh, I'm actually going to say a few bits of what you of things you need to be aware of, uh, and you have and you work this out partly with conversations with uh, Benny, uh, who mm-hmm. is taken up residence in Delay. So, first of all, uh, the biggest problem is you need a crew. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Recruitment <you> episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Recruitment episode. Uh, you need uh, to begin with. You need actual just sailors to crew uh, to crew the crew. Uh, you need two. Uh, the full comp- crew complement of the Kraken's Bane is two hundred and eighty, of which there are two hundred and twenty ordinary sailors, 
and there is space for two companies of 30 marines, so skilled fighters, or at least more equipped fighters. The quality of the marines you use will depend on who you recruit and how and how they are equipped. You, uh, uh, there may be various options for looking around to that. The quality of the crew you acquire will also affect your crew morale, uh, at least your starting crew morale, which will go up and down depending on events and, of course, the actions of the party as well. And you can make checks to try and counteract low crew morale or raise it up, as the case may be. Celestia! <laughs> Uh, you also need to hire your officers. Uh, so some of the, uh, so there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine uh, officer slots. You may wish to fill all of them. Some of them uh, can you can leave be uh, and kind of do double up yourself. So obviously there's the captain. The captain's role is filled with Corzin. The ship's mage role is filled with uh, Scamp. The Chantyman role is filled with Celestia. Very important. We yes. definitely need that for the ship to go forward. Yes. I love being the Shantyman. Uh, <laughs> it's the, the best ship position. Inter uh, so you also have unfilled the first mate position. Not for very long. No. Uh, <laughs> no that's you kind of have that one reserved. If we give it to anyone but Molly, she'll murder Causin. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sam will have oh, to roll yeah. a new character. So. Yes. <laughs> and he will deserve it. Yeah. Uh, you need a bosun slash carpenter. Jeffrey will do it. Perfect. Jeffrey's, uh, Jeffrey's skill with carpenter tools is... You also need a navigator, although uh, the, although Corzin can actually do navigation himself, so this is one of your uh, non-essential roles, but if anything happens to Corzin, uh, no. having a secondary navigator may be useful. Uh, or if we're not on the ship for a Or time. if you're not on the yeah. ship for a time, yes. Uh, the next, you need a surgeon uh, of some sort. Again, Corzin could do double duty here, uh, but having a dedicated surgeon would be Jeffrey useful. <laughs> Jeffrey won't do that. Um, no. Nobody else is. You need someone. Clear. Yeah, you basically so need someone skilled with, uh, uh, ideally, someone skilled in medicine, uh, with a knowledge of herbs and surgical procedures, or at least someone who is used to handling uh, sharp implements and st uh, and patching people up after fights. Uh, a cook would be ideal, but is not necessarily essential. Oh, that's definitely Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah. And you will need, uh, and we'll do a lot to help uh, uh, crew morale, and you absolutely will need a gunner, uh, a head gunner, uh, to take care of the gunner's mates and organise the firing of your, uh, uh, of your cannon. Jeffrey shall be the powder monkey. <laughs> Jeffrey will be a literal powder monkey. Jeffrey in this podcast yeah. coming up. Get excited. <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey's yes. doing everything. Yeah. Uh, you will, as mentioned before, you will need to pay your crew wages. You can defer some of those wages uh, with varying effects on morale, depending. And uh, there is a kind of, and there is a sort of fixed upkeep amount in terms of tons of supplies per month. The ship takes five tons of supplies a month. Uh, in order to uh, function, Sh supplies generally cost around forty, uh, around fifty gold pieces per ton, uh, and right. you need to have them on the ship already. 
So you want to make sure you've got four months of supplies you before you do. Can't set out with no food. Yes, before you yeah, do that, it's not. It's food, but it's also the materials you need for repairs, and it's also the, your ammunition and yeah. powder the supplies. Medicine and like, yeah. all that. Water. Uh, some, yeah. like, you always, Sweets. You, you actually go through a certain amount of ammunition every month, even if you're not in battle, just keeping your crew, your gunning crew trained. And so on, like you'll yeah. fire it off at, uh, at targets, uh, barrels you put in the water, and so on. So it is. Uh, so those are all. Those are unavoidable uh, costs. You also have a ton of cargo uh, space. Uh, there is an error on the sheet that I have given you, Sam. Uh, ignore the crew and ammunition supplies thing. I'll cross that out and give you a more updated version. You have okay. seven hundred and eighty tons of free cargo space. Bearing in mind nice. some of that, you will need to put. Uh, you will need to put. Uh, you will actually need to put cargo in. Uh, not cargo. Yeah. Uh, you will need to put tons of stuff in. So. <laughs> I oh, realise so I completely. Tons. Sorry, I've I've done that wrong. You need to use fifty tons of equipment per month, and it's five gold pieces. There we go. I've now right, I, I've okay. now corrected that. I'll give cool. you an update right. stream between. Yeah, fun I facts, guys. Yeah, down. don't worry. Fun, fun fact, guys. I definitely uh, wrote some of these just before we started. <laughs> That's, That's fine. That's fine. So by the time uh, the stowaways do this, some of those officers' positions may well have been filled. Yes, indeed. Okay, so your uh, things that you things that you said you need to do: sort out the Kraken's bane, visit the temple. And maybe yeah. get yourself a swanky outfit. Yes. So we can do that anytime, though. Uh, but you can do that anytime. Because <clears throat> we could do that while we're in Sunder, even you know. Yeah. There's so that's no that is whenever that. you want to do that, you can go and try and do that. Uh, it will like fighting will attempt to find a place for you to enter the the Dreamfold. We should make fighting an officer. Well, he'd be the officer. Oh, head I don't tailor, think stick around head very drinker. Two. I mean, head he's, he's still got to do the um, the stuff with the sails, hasn't he? But, head basher. Well, yeah. Head basher. <laughs> I agree with this idea. I mean, honestly, a bosun's position wouldn't be a, a terrible fit for him, but I think he wouldn't possibly we want someone with a with a uh, with a little bit more experience than he does. But also, you know that he's not going to give a shit and actually want to work on the ship. He'll probably like drinking so. Yeah, pretty much. Probably. Hopefully not fight, because so, I feel like that'd be bad. N no, no. I, <sighs> Maybe this is like I, wrestling matches or something. I think given how, ma how much he's helped us out in the past, he's he's definitely earned a, um, a passenger's position on this ship. Yeah, uh, very much. Yeah, I wouldn't make him like pay for passage or anything. Or work no. for it. No. Um, well, he kind of is already with doing the... Um, uh, uh, the sales and whatnot, but uh, that more of no, that. That's, on. that's just a job that we're paying him for. <laughs> yeah. So, what do we need to do first? Well, to I know. I'm going to assume you guys are. Yeah, oh, let's say roof. you guys are in your in on your kind of shared manor t townhouse with the. Actually, that's, that's a, a thing. I want to find. Um, Kind of a mage that can um, dispel whatever blasted curses on those emeralds. Uh, well, you really want to go make sure that they're actually emeralds? safe to use. No that's extra money. Get rid of the spell. Yeah. Dispel it. I mean, 
If it destroys them, that's a shame, but I'd much rather just not have something that is obviously trapped. <laughs> this is Ellie's face calming, here. because I could have done that as Oksana. Yeah. I could have just done that. Her whole, her whole thing was dispelling magic. Like, her whole MO was I just spell magic and yeah. get power from it. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you wish, you um, can always uh, put them in a sack without touching them and take them with you on the ship in case you ever find someone who can dispel them. Can't we find like a cleric? Can they do that? That possibly a question. Actually, is that something that Cousin would know if clerics can do? What about that dickhead one? Samwise? Yeah, the dickhead. That's the one. That's what you said. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um... Possibly, we although he, he's probably going to ask a load of um, awkward questions about where we got it from. Oh, fuck him, I don't give a shit. They won't care. Well, so maybe it, I should learn to do it one day. It won't hurt to ask. If you can't do it, you can't do it. But um, I, I'm just thinking, at the very least, we want to make sure that they're not going to um, uh, accidentally do someone a mischief. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We could just put them in a box and leave them with a sign saying don't touch. If you saw a box with don't touch on it, I'd what touch you'd it. touch it immediately. <laughs> I'd definitely touch it. I was going to bring up the comparison of wet paint, but no, you got there ahead of me. <laughs> what if we wrote a thing on the top saying definitely please touch lots? Um, I would touch it for fun many times. <laughs> Uh, cheerful. <laughs> how, I have a question. Um, how many days into downtime are we currently? I'll say that you're having this like a couple of days in. Like, cool. you know, you've you've taken a day to. I'm trying to work out where I'm at. Yeah, mentally. I need like to you, you, you've taken a day just to rest, and then you're kind of like you've you, you're having breakfast in the mansion. I've just. Yeah, I've been smoking opium and going on weird walks around yeah. the city to myself. Like, yeah, this is like day two. So. I've been following you everywhere you go and not telling you. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, has Corson had the opportunity to talk to um, uh, Alton or any of the um, uh, the other denizens of, uh, of Kion? Uh, no, but you can do that today as one of your things if you wish to. I think that's probably what he would do, amongst okay. the other things. Uh, yeah, so there's actually a point. Uh, if you guys have some tasks you want to kind of do like on this day two type day, uh, then I can, if you guys want to go anywhere as a group or individually, we can just do that to start with. Neutralize the emeralds insofar as possible. Yeah, I guess we'll have to do that. Oh. I'll go see the priest. I've got a bad impulse. <laughs> we love bad impulses. To go and do something with Sakurisa. I want to see if she's got any good substances. I want to go for a weird walk on my own. <laughs> go and see her. Actually, if Sa- uh, Sasha Reese is a, um, a cleric, she might be able to do stuff. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I might I might actually go there first. I will okay. follow you. Okay. Oh, wait, I don't know that. Yeah. yeah. So, a stealth check. You just have to beat uh, Celestia's passive perception. Oh, uh, yeah. 18. Celestia's been super weird. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the 18. whole time we've been here. And you've got a disadvantage to see me anyway. What is that? You've got a disadvantage to spot me anyway. Which I'm not looking out for you. Which, for the purposes of this, reduces your passive perception by five. Uh, what? 18. 18, yeah. Scamp, you easily follow Celestia. <laughs> Celestia, you make your way through the ruins of the city on your own, searching out where you think looking for signs of the various cheerful followers of uh, Dionysus and indeed uh, you do find the old city hall the city it the, interestingly um <clears throat> the city hall is uh, there seems to have been some degree of compromise here uh between the current uh <laughs> between the new council of Kion and the current, uh, the previous inhabitants of the city hall. Because having a city hall built for the purpose would be really useful for a, a city. The problem is there was sort of a shrine in the old, in what used to be the council chambers. <laughs> so, you emerge, uh, you head out uh, to find that uh, the kind of like party tents are still arranged around uh, in the courtyard outside. Uh, and there's a bit of a weird sort of festival air to the place because mixed in with the bizarre, often bizarrely dressed and uh, luxuriating. Uh, members of the cult there are also no, we're just calling it that <laughs> okay yeah it's a cult it, it is a cult it totally is <laughs> uh are a number of enterprising citizens uh who are wandering around uh essentially just with crates of beer or like food that they've been able to find or small baked goods and just selling them to anyone who'll buy them there's uh, there are a few uh, there's even a a small band of musicians in the corner uh, just playing away getting tips I've left my instruments at home okay you've left all your instruments yeah (laughs) you do see them um, but you do see that they're playing a a cheerful kind of tune and uh, that said the city hall itself you can see signs of industry within various people are working on clearing out a lot of the rubble inside furniture has been dragged in and it is acquiring a semblance of um, respectability again on the other hand uh, you can see what used to be quite a nice sort of upper class eating establishment on uh, on the square directly opposite uh has been completely remodeled uh it had one of those sort of you know how that like they it had the, these sort of uh elaborate fake Tyrian style fluted columns mm. uh to kind of give it a sense of class um and those have kind of fitted in except now people have attempted to grow grapevines around them on little trellises 
Uh, the interior has had a lot of <clears throat> the tables pushed to the side or repurposed. Uh, there's still food being served in there, but it's a more relaxed environment. And you can see that the back end of the bottom floor has had um, has, uh, has kind of been remodeled in the style of the shrine to Dionysus that you saw before. Although the image of Dionysus is, has been changed so that uh, he is reclining cheerfully on a, uh, on a chaise long, being fed grapes by uh, various, uh, by various uh, scantily dressed individuals. Look at the statue. Hello. You are not currently drugged enough in the right way for <laughs> for anything to happen there, but there are uh, there are a number of spirits floating around uh, the area, attracted uh, by the uh, by the worship uh, going on, and there are a number of little sort of crude shrines and offering bowls set around the corner where people. A lot of them have just like grape seeds spat into them. Some have like the residue of wine poured into them, but it seems to be attracting them. And you do see uh, wearing a modified, slightly uh, a modified, very brightly coloured uh, dress, which seems to have been probably looted from somewhere high class and then adjusted uh, to fit her needs. Is the red-headed, uh, slightly wide-eyed form of. Uh, Sakharisa Devereaux. She looks over as you approach. Celestia! Oh, you remembered. Hello. How could I forget someone like you? <laughs> what brings you to the temple today? Are you to worship? Um, I'm actually never to worship anyone. Are you sure, because you can make again. worship fun. <laughs> um,. <laughs> just just even the thought of worshipping anyone is horrifying. But I suppose with Di it's not really like that, is it? I suppose you... Well, it is the way that you do it. You do what you want, but you raise a glass. I'll or raise a glass. Whatever else you wish to raise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't honestly know what I wanted. I just... Everything is huge and terrifying and full of problems and you always seem so airy and I kind of wanted some of that. Hmm. Well, for I a just, time... You always seem alright, you know? You seem like you've got the right idea. While you are in this place, you can leave your problems at the door. That sounds nice. Just as I left my problems on a floor with their head caved in. Mm. <laughs> I suppose if you cave its head in, it's not going to come back, is it? If you cave it in enough. Yeah. I did that once. How was it for you? I know I should regret it, but... It was really satisfying, actually. Do you want to do it again? No. Okay. But thank... No. <laughs> Not thank you. No. No, I don't want to do it again. Okay. There are one or two still uh, undead that were hunting down in the in cellars and so on, so... 
I figured if we found one... I mean, an undead, yeah, fuck it. I wasn't suggesting we just take a person in murder. I don't know how extreme you are here. <laughs> no, religion, no, we are civilized downstairs here. is not civilized. So, yeah. I didn't know whether you were just like, should we just go and kill some people? You might have been. I don't know. They're not people. They were people. But they're not anymore. True. And there is a savage joy in killing. Uh, <laughs> Which is what? Why we don't do it to people? Yeah, because like people have lives and families. And of course. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't suppose you've got any drugs, have you? <laughs> um, is the holy mother of the regency? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> of course I have drugs! What sort of experience are you looking for? The words leaving your problems at the door were really appealing. I'd just like to feel okay, just for a little bit. You will need to make a small donation to the temple. Yeah, fine. Okay. Have you got five silver and eight hours? What's ha out, out of character? What is happening right now? Do I have eight hours? Uh, up to you. This is downtime, so if you just want to spend the next eight hours here, you can. I think it's much more interesting if I do. Okay, do you say yes? Yes, I don't want to be completely dead to the world, though. <laughs> oh, I was going to do you the Ifrit dust, but okay, maybe if I oh, do... Oh, uh... do I give a shit? Maybe I don't give a shit. Yeah, you know, I don't give a shit, actually. If it does, it is. She Great, um, swirls around, takes up a little uh, collection. Is there any way to make sure plate. that I'm not going to be robbed or anything? Of course. We have people protect. You go downstairs. We have people protect uh, at the door. Very clever. And anyone who, and anyone who tries to rob anyone here has to go through me. And as I said. There is a savage joy in killing. I wouldn't want to get in a fight with you. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be terrifying. I feel mm. like you'd be the sort that would like bite noses off and things. Sorry, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I don't know. One day I'll find out. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, takes the five silver in the little offering plate and reaches behind the stone altar, uh, kneels down. You hear the sound of something unlocking and produces a small, a little, a little sort of, uh, like, like a reed, uh, which has been capped and, uh, and says, um, and actually is going to put out her forearm and stream a slightly, uh, orangey bra uh, sort of rusty orangey dust across her forearm God, Ellie is like beard. running from the room <laughs> <laughs> Celestia is not but like she also, out of character yeah. I'm like oh my god <laughs> she also pours you uh, she also pours you a drink of red wine and and passes you a goblet um cheers to Dionysus to to Dionysus and you snort a line of Ifrit dust I do that 
with my nose. She escorts you downstairs, <laughs> past a couple of uh, burly-looking individuals uh, just standing guard, to a very comfortable-looking room, what used to be the cellar, laid out with various cushions and so on. There's a few other people just sitting down having nice times, and um, she twists... Uh, she take uh, and she uh, picks up a small, what looks almost like a wand, like a miniature version of her pinecone stuff, twists it in the air and uh, and murmurs, "Let Dionysus give us your blessing, show us all a very good times." And she finishes it a series of swirling, chif, very pleasant-looking colours appear in the air. And they kind of remain for the next hour or so as the The rainbow spirit's like, woo! (laughs) Oh, yeah, the rainbow spirit is joining right in with it. (laughs) And you kind of end up reclining on a a cushion with your goblet and blissing out for the next eight hours. And touching things for a while. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As you go on a mildly hallucinogenic trip. Yeah. Is it a good trip? It's it is a good trip. Okay. You're in a you're you're in a comfortable place. You, you're you're in a good environment, mm. um, and there's maybe a little bit of divine assistance. It's hard to tell. Yeah, there might be <laughs> to make it good. Regardless, you have a pleasant eight hours in which your problems do not assail you. Mm. At least most of your problems. The drug addiction kind of <laughs> might have been slightly debatable, but... Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's bad. Let's oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's not like I go that day without smoking opium, either. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, Scamp, you witness this happen, and you see Sakurasa lead Celestia down. I'm going to follow. Turn up. Okay. Uh, From a make, distance, I'm going to... Make it up. If you want to go down into the chamber, you need. I need, new Celeste, I need, I need a new stealth check from you. Okay. Um, it's a 23. Okay, you and sl- again, disadvantage for anyone to see. Timing you. while people are moving around, you slip into... Uh, uh, when Sakurisa and the others uh, and Celestia go in, not seen you. you slip in so behind. Uh, you wait. You, you watch them go down into the room. The door... Uh, Sakurisa returns, you hold yourself by, she steps uh, She steps out. You've not been seen by her or the two uh, guards at the bottom, um, but the guards are right next to the door without, like, if you want to try and sneak past these guards through a closed door Is into the room sanctum? beyond... Is there any way for me to tell? Um, there is no way for you to tell. However, roll an intelligence check. 14. This used to be a restaurant and it's it it hasn't probably been converted not, for more probably than not. like a week. It's not a it's church. Not yeah. <laughs> it's like it is a church but it's not that it's not that kind of it's I'll, not I'll that established door into the room then. You just <laughs> appear a couple of people blink <laughs> assume it's part of the of the trip and lean back. Do I do I see them? Like, where, um, where do you dimension door to? Do you go in sight? Like, roll a one, d- roll a d twenty, because you can't decide exactly where you, you turn up because I you don't seen know. It. Fifteen. I guess you do turn up outside of Celestia's sight then. Immediately. Yeah. 
I guess the question is whether you want it to be seen. Well, or you're nothing. kind of out of it. I was going to leave it a little. I mean, not it takes. It, okay, yeah. Can so I, like, like yeah. how aware am I? How it takes you work? like ten minutes for it to really kick in, but um, and like how out of it am I when it does? Would I know you are in, in? You're like, kind of aware of what's around you, but you don't. But you're in a mindset where you don't really care. You are effectively incapacitated for it. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not going to move, but I might have a conversation with someone. That's yes. I'm going to stay outside if I can. Yeah. You see, you see what's happening, and I guess I'm going to sit on the door by the door and hug my knees and watch and wait. Okay. I'm the worst. I hate, I hate myself. This is terrible. Or I don't know this in character. I'm yeah. just having some colours. Eight hours later, and I'll return to a, to where Causen is in a little bit. Celestia, okay. the swirling images, and every now and again, Sacrosa returns and refreshes them. Mm-hmm. Seem to regain their focus. The edges pass, and you slowly find yourself returning back to your the full command of your senses. You do feel relaxed. Mm. But reality kind of filters back in. Any hint of a come down? The roller constitution save, please. Mm-hmm. Just so that I know what mm. I'm what I'm doing, yeah. like yeah. RP wise. To be honest, oh, it's not very good as ever. I can't roll con saves in this character that's really interested in drugs. It's terrible. Uh, that's a nine. There's a kind of dull flatness that follows. It's a bit like a hangover. Mm. Like, not like the pounding head hangover, but like, you know how for the, the next day... The emotional hangover. Yeah. yeah, you know how for the next day it's kind of hard to get hot, like, uh, extremes of... Uh, to, to really feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Then what I was like before. Mm. It just all comes back, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess... Scamp is still hidden. So yeah, yeah. How hidden are you? Do I walk past you to get out? I'm sat by the door. I think I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Slightly hidden, just because it's a darkish room. It's a darkish room. There's cushions that you can kind of nestle in between. Yeah. Um, So you kind of like you're not looking for scamps, and I'll say uh, because I did ask you for another. Just give me one more stealth check, just in case, just to see when when Celeste is more competent. Twenty-two. Yeah, no. no. You don't notice scamp amongst the other bodies. Unless in the room. I guess you make yourself known, but that's up yeah, to you. Yeah, because you're not. Think I do. You're, you're not paying all, attention. You're not in trouble specifically. No, fair. No more than before. And you. I wander yeah, off. I guess. You make your way I'll out follow. and return back to the to the townhouse. Yeah, I go on a long meandering walk around the streets, and then I go back to the house eventually. And on that note. We're going to pop over towards Corsi to see what he were up to today. Corsi. Okay. You head off to the... Um, <clears throat> you head off to the uh, Chateau, actually, because the, yeah. uh, because the City Hall is still uh, being put together. And the council has not actually moved into it. Everything's still being run out of the temporary council built, uh, uh, sort of ward room uh, at Saint Antoine's Chateau. Uh, so I will say, uh, roll me a d6, please. Okay. 
As he crosses the bridge, he's going to have a cursory look to see if there's anyone rowing a, like a, a little barrel out into the uh, the harbour. <laughs> um, that was a four. Okay, four. Uh, there isn't, uh, because when you make your way to the council room, uh, you do actually find Alton uh, sitting by the big desk, uh, which, uh, which is now curled up with little bits of paper, uh, with actually stacks of paper, uh, kind of rubbing his temples and working through a mountain of administrative details as various, uh, as various secretaries are going to and forth. No, I, yes, I get that. Right, yeah, no, uh, look, no, move them over to, just move them over to Cheese Street, right? Yes, I know that puts them closer to the tieflings, but they can just get over it, can't they? That's where we've got the most available space for them, and it'll put them nearer. It'll put them nearer the existing industries. And oh, oh, are you a sight for sore eyes, Zilla Corson? Hello there. I was going to say uh, some of the finest people I know were tieflings. Uh, How you been? Oh, you know, he glances significantly to the various secretaries. So, oh, so. I'm sorry. Do I have to bow and scrape now? <laughs> uh, no, no, you don't. There's a there's an election happening in a week. All right, and I uh, I imagine that um, your name's still on the ballot def- uh, despite your best efforts. Yep, Lord right. Lord Mayor <laughs> Lord Mayor Apple Blossom. That's a nice ring to it. I will admit, although I think comes I with a house have, um... and a salary and a pension. He just stares into the middle distance. <laughs> And all the paperwork well, uh, I can a few things want. I wanted to have a word with you about uh, in private, if uh, I wouldn't be encroaching oh, on your thank time. The reg- I mean, uh, yeah, I think I can make the time. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, uh, uh, folks, but if, if you could mind just giving us the room, state business, you know how it is. Yes, yes, go out, out you go, out you go. Close the door, close the door behind them, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I've got to get out of this place. Do you want me to start nailing the door up? Mm, no, you just sail me in here with the you just seal me in here with the paperwork. Right. Well, um, fortunately, I uh, I think I might have an out for you, my friend. Now, as you know, and he will uh, elaborate about the, uh, the situation <laughs> with the Kraken Spain a little. He does. He um, listens to you, nods to uh, the explanation. Yeah. So. If you ever were to uh, sign on with another ship, where do you think you would be best suited? Well, between you and me, I've been keeping tabs on some of the rest of the old crew. Uh, they've been getting some, uh, and where they've been getting work. Now, obviously, uh, Vig's got his uh, business do, uh, business as quartermaster with uh, the uh, what was it, the Hesperidia. That's right. But um, I managed to track down a couple of the others, actually. Uh, Turns out... uh, uh, Turns out Wheels has actually been getting some work in delay. uh, Just uh, with the shipbuilding. Hmm. It wouldn't entirely surprise me if uh, she was doing some of the work uh, associated with getting your ship together. Well, she might well be there, yeah. Hmm. So if you're looking for... uh, So she's still around, but... 
The other person uh, in mind is uh, Salts. So Pepper, uh, obviously Pepper got uh, got the head gutter uh, job, but uh, you know she was at, uh, she actually uh, started out apprenticing as a navigator. Really? Hmm. All right. Well, um, you were um, you were Gunner's mate uh, under her, weren't you? He nods. Right, that was. How'd you fancy a promotion? Does it, you can see him do some calculations in his head. Four days. Today would be the... If you're still in port around the 21st of the month. Probably. Sure. On account of the elections due for the 16th. <laughs> and it's four days hard ride. Actually, no. You know the <laughs> he doesn't have magical horses, <laughs> so it's actually a little bit longer. He's like, no, wait. Don't have magic horses. I have to change with the map. Could still do it. Been keeping my pocket in my, uh, my salary. Yeah, 22nd to the 23rd. <laughs> The further we try and uh, stop ourselves from becoming cliches, the more we do, don't we? Running away to sea. <laughs> <sighs> Nods. He just spreads, uh, like he, he spreads around uh, his hands at the uh, at the table. Seriously, if if you leave me here, I am going to be a prisoner in gold chain. Oh, I wouldn't uh, uh, wish that on my worst enemy. Now. Uh, let's see if we can uh, get oh, ourselves a. Oh, is actually plan. working. Uh, uh, Salts was doing some uh, work on uh, one of the trade ships, though. She'll actually, if I'm right, she'll actually be back in port uh, sometime this week, because she because they're going to come by and deliver some supplies here. Um, well, fuddles through and gets you a piece of paper and passes it to you. Ah, there you go, the Sammy Louise. I don't know why so many Excellent. ships have Louise in the second part of their name. <laughs> It's a quite pop, uh, popular Cillian name, I've, I've heard. Mm. Anyway, um, that's all well and good. Uh, do you know where uh, I might be able to find some uh, some able sailors, some uh, decent crew, or possibly some uh, guys who aren't uh, uh, afraid of cracking a few heads? I mean, you've got your... you certainly got some choices there. In terms of general sailors, well... You could take your pick here or in delay, I'd say, would be your best options. Uh, you'll be able to get a fair bit of crew. A lot of or the... Um, both, I guess. Yeah. And there's a lot of work, obviously, uh, especially if you can offer a reliable wage and enough food uh, and a stable, stable, you know, fill up bellies, you'll get people who are interested. Uh, there's... Right, well, I think um, I can just about do that. There's a lot of tiefling folk who've moved in, uh, moving in at the moment. I don't know how many of them will necessarily want to pack up and move away, even given they've just arrived. But we'll see how that goes. There's well, I can, but ask. That's all I'm, I'm going to do. Obviously, mind if I be quite blunt? Please. Nothing against tieflings, but there's plenty you do. The more if you if you get a lot of them in your crew. You'll 
you'll have to crack some heads until the until the rest of your crew get used to it. Hmm. I'm not saying don't do it, just thing to be aware of. No, no, I'm uh, I'm aware of that. I think, well, there's a a particular uh, uh, set of tieflings that, uh, if I can persuade them, might be um, ideal for the um, uh, for the marines' positions. But if you uh, can find them, um, get uh, then by all means. Uh, in terms of other issues, well, of other marines, so that's where you're going to reach some issues. See, I can think of um, maybe two sources for uh, well two or three sources i mean one option is you just grab uh grab a bunch of the uh, of the roughest and tumblest sailors give them uh, and equip them yourselves they won't necessarily be the most trained but they'll be cheap uh to hire on initially because whatever group of marines you get you're probably going to give them have to give them a signing bonus uh as the, on top of their fee because marines will always take double pay over normal sailors Yep. And of course, it depends whether you're doing your whether you're doing stable wages or you'll probably be doing pirates and privateering. Yes. Then you'll be off uh, whether you're offering them stable wages or a cut of the spoils, as the case may be. Well, uh, either uh, way, they'll they'll you'll they'll be paying double whatever the rest of your crew is. Right. Well, I think that they'll uh, they'll do well to earn it. So. One option, as I say, is get some crew, get some ordinary able seamen, hand them some weapons, and train them on the job. They'll be. You won't really have to pay people like that signing bonus, or not much of one anyway. You'll be you'll be paying the cost of the equipment to equip uh, to outfit them, and that'll be about it. Now, I suppose. Yeah. Sorry. If there, if there's uh, still any of them left around, is there any of the uh, the garrison that uh, uh, Philippe was in charge of still here? Uh, there are, and uh, we're holding on to them. <laughs> now, Fair enough. Your second. Op- if maybe any of them were coming to the end of their commission. Mm, uh, we're planning to expand them in uh, more use here. We could use the. Frankly, the countryside's been put into order. I imagine now that things are. More stable, especially with the expansions that are happening to the army. But we no, need. I quite them. understand. Don't want to leave this place vulnerable. Now another option is uh, some of the crew out of Gulltown. Frankly, uh, after we've got our own arrangement with them now, and they're doing well enough. But a lot of them do have combat experience, though. <laughs> well, frankly, you know, we've all had an interesting past. Yeah. But a lot of them are more what you'd call pirates than privateers, if you will. I understand. Well, certainly something to uh, to look into. I'd say that you'll get... They'll have the experience to fight, and they'll probably bring their own weapons. They'll want their signing bonus. Uh, and but uh, and you'll get, you'll get a good lot, but they're likely to be trouble, if you get my meaning. So you'll need to, you'll need to keep them in check. Yeah. Well, um, this, I think, uh, is not beyond the wit of man. And your third... He sort of cracks a knuckle. <laughs> your third option is actually, uh, Brannigan. From what I understand, uh, Bra- you know Bran- the Brannigan's blades? Causing thousand-yard stare. Yes, we've uh, met... <laughs> Well, it turns out he ran into a, a into a spate of really bad luck about a month ago. 
<laughs> See, that's you know, so unlike him. Hmm. Well, I know, right? Because I've heard, I heard all the tales. You know, the halfling, uh, the halfling whose nut, whose luck never ran out, and they said, uh, they said a lot of it was due to his, uh, due to his favourite weapon. You know that old uh, saxy, uh, uh, you know that old, that jewel, uh, that really fancy saxy ad. Oh yeah. Well, they yeah, said, it, so... yeah. They always called it his, uh, as I understand it, he always called it his lucky blade. Well, apparently that went missing. After that, just disaster after disaster. <laughs> Like one of his ships got uh, one of his ships got uh, uh, got uh, run up on ground in a storm. Uh, some of his people started uh, there. Ended up being a mutiny. Ran into a lot of losses. Getting involved in some of the fighting up north. Anyway, short story is I understand there's a, a part of his company have decided to go out on their own. So they're very like boot on the other foot. Hmm. Well, they're very skilled, uh, but they'll they'll expect a very and they're very skilled and they'll be professional. But you'll be paying the largest sort of sign-on bonus. And right, well, I do mean a significant one at that. So it's all a thing to be. It's a thing you should be aware of. I think you and I both know though that the uh, the halfling whose luck never runs out is named Norit Natterson. Hmm, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's uh, that's all the advice I can give you on that. All right, I, I, that's certainly a, a lot to uh, to consider. I'll I'll have a look and see what the uh, the, the possibilities are here uh, in town because well I'm here, aren't I? Mm. Uh, and um, yeah, I'll I'll have a word with uh, with Salts when she comes in. He nods. Right then, uh, anything else? Time. No, I don't think so. Unless you don't happen to know any um, uh, any mages that survived, did you? I mean, there's Philippe. Oh, he's still around, isn't he? All right. Of course um, he is. He's he's reluctantly running against me in the uh, in the race for Lord Mayor. Then much luck to him. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, I may um, I may go and have a word with him because there's uh, there's something over in the. Um, uh, uh, in the north side of the town, that I think could deal with it. What well, could do with his uh, special attention? Well, do he's he's reset up. Um, he, he's actually re-established the old arsenal uh, and is operating out of an office there. So, uh, organising the troops. You'll probably find him right. there. All right. Oh, so well. a thing that if I was here in character, I'd be saying. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not. You're off having a drug trip. Um, yeah, but I'm hallucinating. <laughs> Busy. Right. Well, don't let the paperwork get you down, and uh, remember, uh, there's uh, there's an escape plan. Okay, he nods, and you make your way off, uh, presumably to the arsenal. Yes. Uh, now, did we say that um, we have gathered the scarabs or the? the, uh, the um, no, uh, you can okay. if you wish. Uh, okay. Or you can, uh, or you can take Philippe to see them because right now they are they are currently where they are in that glass bowl, undisturbed. Right. Um, I'm going to go and talk to Philippe first because I did think maybe I could go and uh, just put them into a bag, but no, no, that would require someone okay. else. Uh, what, that would be one not thing, actually touch them. Yeah, there's a certain amount of uh, of things that the others two want to say, so I'm going to ask you to roll an intelligence check, please. Okay. 
We have talked about it in yeah. character before. We've had this conversation. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's an eighteen. Okay, the scarabs are in the right same next to the big teleport circle as the teleport circle. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which now. you're going to take the army mage to see as it stands. That's the point. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. Fine. So do you want to? We'll do. Yeah. What go we'll on. do then is I will go and speak to uh, Philippe, but I will. Um, I will just establish whether or not he can before um, uh, elaborating any further. Okay. Um, so you want to you want to establish that before you try and get hold of and get them. Cool. Yeah. You make your way back to the arsenal. Uh, this is the second time you've been to the arsenal building. You've not actually been there since the kraken attack and since you were lost here. When you assassinated uh, General Fenald, <laughs> there's a yeah, little bit okay. of awkwardness as you realise you're walking the exact route that you did at, uh, to Fenald's office, and actually f- see that um, yeah, just outside the side office where you uh, murdered him, uh, <laughs> there uh, is the is the same set of desks uh, that uh, you met him at, and sitting there uh, be in a very similar situation to um, uh, to Apple Blossom organi- uh, but with a much n- more neatly arranged set of piles of paper as opposed to the scattered notes across a wide open desk is Philippe uh, coordinating with various secretaries he looks up um, a little uh, a little bit surprised to uh, uh, to see you and Gives you a, actually, yeah, I think knowing Philippe, it would actually be a, a salute. Uh, I return it, um, slightly, um, slightly awkwardly, hmm. and um, Cosy. Philippe, I, uh, I hope I'm not interrupting too much. Not too much. He does continue working while talking to you, but kind of gives splits his attention between the pair of you. All right, there's, between the um, pair of you, because. You and a set of paperwork are apparently Two both people. people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hate to ask us, but I wonder if uh, you might be able to dispel something for me. What do you need dispelling? I believe it's um, uh, it's a, uh, some. Shall we say? Some specialist items. They're uh, they're gems, but I think that they're uh, uh, they're they have something on them to prevent tampering. Mm-hmm. Um, should not be a problem. Uh, could you? Uh, are they safe to bring to me, or do you need me to go somewhere to take care of them? I can bring them to you if that's easier. Fine. I think that would probably be best. Uh, it's just obviously I want to. Um, I, I don't want to uh, put anyone in unnecessary danger here. You're a specialist with, uh, with knowledge of this sort of thing, so I thought I'd ask you. Hmm. Understood. Um, fine. We will set up a secure room and do that. Um, if you could bring it by later today. I'll be happy to take care of that for you. Much obliged to you. Thank you. It's all right. right. Favour between old friends. Thank you. And he, he says um, with a bit of wryness to his expression. 
he reaches up and uh, moves to shake his uh, living hand. <laughs> you see Philippe hesitates a moment, but then reaches out, shakes her hand firmly, and then returns to work. All right. Seems Corson to be a dismissal. Will... <laughs> yeah, Corson will go. Okay. Um... You head back to the house and descend into the... Uh, you head back to the house where you can see uh, a slightly con- a, a, a slightly confused uh, looking uh, Lilith peering up at the walls. What is with all the animals? <laughs> I don't know. He, he had a there are turtles in the bathroom. About... <laughs> yeah, I, I never really got a chance to ask about that. I mean, feel free to redecorate how you will. Okay, the bath. Probably. It's the it's the way the eyes follow you around the room, isn't it? It's just, especially when you're trying to do your business. Yeah, no, quite understand. Okay, I'm moving. I'm I'm bringing some plants in here. <laughs> All right. The you head downstairs into the vault and make yeah. your way down to uh, the in, down to the chamber there is still I believe on a little platform uh, on like a little plinth a glass bowl filled with yeah. s- with <laughs> six um, little uh, just tiny like kind of like scarab shaped emeralds oh only six I pictured like a whole mound of them weird yeah me uh, they're quite large but there's like they're like stacked on top of each other oh. there's, there's okay, like a little I mean no, actually, no. I'll say there's 12, but they're a little bit smaller. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Looking... That, was, that wasn't a demand that you change it. I just... No, no, no. But there's like 12 yeah. of them, and they're just like a little amount of them. Yeah. Right. Now, Corson is not stupid. <laughs> if he can possibly um, uh, move these without touching them, he is going to. But mm-hmm. if that proves um, to be impractical, he will wait until either uh, Scamp or Celestia is free in order to um, move them without touching with magic, essentially. How would you like to try and move them? It is if like it is, it's a small bowl, by the way. Like like these are bowl. these are emeralds, so they're not big, uh, but they're high value. Like each okay. one, each one is like the size of. Uh, each one is like the size of a, uh, he- I want to say like an adult human thumbnail, um, okay. and they are like, and, and so they're so they're quite big. Then they're they're a bit flawed. They're not like the, they're not perfectly clear cut. There's they're a bit more closer to like standard beryl than uh, the, than really like high quality emerald. But they are valuable, especially for the craftswork. Okay, he is going to uh, get if he can. He's mm-hmm. going to uh, uh, get a large sack, place it sort of down around the top of it, and then um, feed the um, the bottom of the sack under the uh, the bowl. So when he uh, pulls it up, it all just falls into the sack. Okay. I would like you to make a dexterity. Uh, yeah, this is just a straight dexterity check, please. Okay. Get excited. Okay, that is a 15. 
as you get close, you kind of lower the uh, the the um, sack. I'm not there if anything goes wrong. I know. And there's just a moment where you, as your hand shakes a little bit, and you accidentally nudge the bowl, and you watch, uh, and you can just see as the, uh, through the through the sack, suddenly three uh, one of the emeralds seems to come to life and starts. Sk- moving under it and you quickly shove the uh, the sack down as it crawls up and you can see it ru- uh, uh, scampering towards your hand but you manage to get the uh, get the sack cl- uh, tightly closed and just toss it to the ground the little emerald twisty, twisty not. yeah the emerald kind of runs around inside the sack for a moment <laughs> and then grows still right well that could have gone worse but it could have gone better actually um yeah, yeah. Actually, that's that, that is what would happen. This this is a this is a standard. This is essentially like a like a potato sack, like a hemp sack that you've gotten from the okay. from the larder. All right. So, All right. does it look like um, the the sack would be? Um, so I don't I don't know if the uh, these animated things have the ability to chew through it, but um, no, you don't. They right. don't seem to be right now. You're a monster. Hmm. All right. He is going to go up to the uh, uh, to the kitchen. For such there is, he is going to find a suitable sized saucepan. Mm-hmm. He is going to put the uh, sack in the saucepan and then put a lid on it. Okay. And then bind the lid shut. Give me. Uh, so as you pick up the, you get the saucepan, and yep. how do you want to put the sack in the saucepan? Okay. Um, you take a saucepan to an army base, and it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, one can't be too careful. Um, okay, he is going to... He's going to actually try and do, like like with a, a glass and a spider, he's going to put the saucepan over the top <laughs> and then try and shove the, um, uh, <laughs> the sack in there with the lid and then yeah. just sort of turn it up the right As way. As you shove the lid under it, the whole pot begins to rattle uh, aggressively as you kind of seal and tie it up. And the rattling continues a little bit longer until you pull away. Okay, um, then I'm going to... Um, uh, thread a um, a bit of rope through yeah. the um, the handle of the saucepan and then tie it around the um, the bottom of the uh, the saucepan until yeah. I'm fairly certain that lid ain't coming off until yeah, I yeah there is it. every time your hands get quite close to where the sack is the the, the whole thing rattles a bit mm-hmm. like lots of little ball bearings bouncing around inside uh, but it does hold and you are able to bring it to uh, back to the arsenal. Philippe uh, sets up an isolated room with several guards outside uh, and actually goes so far as to uh, as to paint, draw an elaborate circle uh, on the ground in chalk. And it is quite elaborate. Placing a Would this few... be a magic circle? <laughs> After a fashion, yes. Placing a number of uh, bits of carefully sh- uh, specific pieces of metal around it. Uh, before right. finally placing it into the centre and opening it. Inside, uh, as you pull away the lid, you find that there is a um, absolutely shredded hemp sack uh, around a glass bowl with a bunch of scarab-shaped tiny emeralds inside. Colour me unsurprised! <laughs> you, uh, Philippe, seems uh, a adjusts some uh, a little bit of a metal rod he has 
stares at it and nods to himself. Oh yes, those look dangerous. Somebody got a sick sense of humor. Hmm. <sighs> he adjusts the rod again, mutters to himself, and then reaches in and very quickly taps each one with the rod. There's a moment for e where each one seems to, you see the little gem seems to sprout tiny legs and starts to crawl and then drops down. The legs sink and turns back into a bit of emerald. He does it swiftly uh, 12 times in quick succession. I hate them. <laughs> you ever seen anything like that before? Not, yes, uh, something similar. Ugh. The, not quite like that, but I've heard tales of I've heard tales of stuff of things like that from old dwarf uh, enchanters and so on. But the, I saw something like that happen once. It was not fun, uh, to put it lightly. Are you um, are you familiar with? Um, there's a little thing. For, uh, there's a type of weapon. Uh, in uh, well, mostly in Haldanos, but also uh, the some of the dragon, uh, some of the kobolds use them in the Draconic Empire. It is uh, we would call it a throwing star. Oh yeah, I think but, I, uh, I saw some uh, uh, some Haldanic sailors use them once. Hmm. Probably you saw them kind of throw them, and they weren't very effective, and just like just use a dart. Well, mostly just you, know, you toss them at a board. Well, I what? Well, uh, I knew a mage once in the army who bought a sack of those, and he would make them fly and then drive into people's chests. Yikes! I imagine that was effective. Surprisingly, so you could do. I think, like your own personal blunderbuss, I guess. Something like sixteen of them at a time. Reason, damn it. Mm. If you ever encounter anyone like that, watch out, that's, they are very dangerous. Oh, good to know. And uh, thank you for this, I owe you one. You know, it's, that's alright. I'm sure we'll see each other again. Oh, and yeah. um, I guess since you now own a house here, according to the letter I received, uh, you get a vote in the election. <laughs> Yes, um, I was going to say about that. It's um... vote for Apple Blossom. Seriously, I was going to uh, congratulate you on on your uh, nomination. Thank you. I, I know it's uh, perhaps not your um, your first calling, but um... I will be very blunt. There are three candidates: yourself, Apple Blossom, and. Sakarisa. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Excellent. Excellent. The I tried to convince the bishop to do it, but he didn't but he refused. And I'm not and I will be blunt. That woman that that, that priestess is running the city over my dead body. No, quite, li quite possibly quite literally. Sentiment. Um, I want right. drugs in her house right now. <laughs> I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm surprised she was together enough even to um, uh, to submit herself as a candidate. Hmm. More together than she looks. 
indeed. All right. Well, um, I shall have to give this um, uh, this political situation due care and attention. Well, doing the uh, voting. Uh, <sighs> apparent. Well, between you and me, we're not sticking to the normal voting rules. Uh, we've ignored the property requirements. Just if you're in Kion and you live here, you get a vote. Oh, that seems reasonable. It's not the same as we would be, as it would be for you know nominating our assembly members, but just for the purposes of this, just to see. Right, well, I suppose well there's there's been a bit of a um, uh, a bit of a down uh, downward trend in population recently, so <laughs> normal rules don't really apply or mm. don't really make sense. Indeed. Well. Enjoy your emeralds. Thanks. I should get back to work. Seriously, vote for Apple Blossom. <laughs> I'll give it due care and attention. And um, he puts the... Actually, no, the, the, the sack is completely and utterly um, in ribbons now, so yeah. he's going to have to <laughs> take the, the... <laughs> um, the saucepan and just walk out with a random saucepan. Full of emeralds. Um, yeah. yeah, actually, no, what he would do is he would take the emeralds now that they're in Nurse and put yeah. them in his pack along with the saucepan. Because, yeah. you know, walking down uh, the road with a random saucepan, no. Full of emeralds, <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so those things crawl out, would have crawled out and burrowed into your flesh and tried to make their way to your heart. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, I've no <laughs> doubt do that's exactly things? what happened. So... You now have seen the mummy. <laughs> yeah, you now have ti twelve tiny scarab-shaped emeralds. Okay. Um, would I be able to guess their uh, market value? Um, roll, uh, roll an intelligence check. Okay. Natural twenty. Oh. Okay. Uh, they're quite small. Uh, they they they're small. They have they are flawed emeralds. Uh, okay. they're, so they're not they're not. Uh, and the uh, but the artwork is quite interesting. Uh, you would to the right buyer. These could be worth as much as two hundred each, but you're likely to get a lower price uh, in a lot of places, just because uh, unless you got someone who was a very specific uh, collector of this sort of thing. Right, okay. So, like, you reckon if you sold them to Gunter, you'd probably get a lower, less than 200 though. I was going to say, on a related note, we didn't really have the opportunity to um, sell the mask to Gunter, did we? Uh, no, but it, I can say that you guys can pop back to meet Gunter at some point during this downtime Okay, month. that's fair enough. I, I think Corson would, and he would probably um, hold the, uh, uh, the emeralds for that as well, just yeah. simply because known buyer and also even if um, Gunter himself doesn't want uh, them, he may know someone who does. Yeah, so you'll, you can make, you can pay a visit to your art de dealer. Potentially you may wish to leave that until you've done your temple uh, excursions. Yes. Uh, as the case may be, since you're planning to collect a bunch of treasure you had to leave behind there. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Would make sense In to fact, take it all somewhere at once. Yeah, that's probably where he's going to claim that it all came from. Yeah. If anyone asks. So, uh, you kind of finish your second day. 
returning eventually all back to the townhouse. You have some information. You've gathered. You've some of you had some drugs, mm-hmm. and you are in a state to make more plans as to what to do with the next uh, two weeks. And that might be a good time for us to take a break and return perhaps a little bit further on into the month after these no doubt important messages. And now a word from our friends over at Infinite Deer. Okay, Infinite Deer promo. Let's do it one word at a time. The podcast is Infinite Deer. We are Infinite Deer. Listen to us on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. Why? (laughs) We forgot to say Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, we're a D&D podcast. Indulge your passions. Do what thou will. Whatever thou will, go for it. There is a savage joy to murder. There is also a savage joy to liking, rating, sharing and subscribing to Flintlocks and Fireballs. Not as much as murder, but less likely to get you arrested. And welcome back. So, you prepare... Where do you... Actually, yes, where do you guys want to go next? What do you want to do next? I I think that... Um... It's the following morning, it's the 10th. You're, you've got coffee, you've got breakfast. Not so much coffee. Well, we need money before we, need we can money. do anything else, don't yeah, we? Well, yeah, we, we should get this uh, this trip to the uh, the scary uh, pyramid. Are yes. you gonna be all right to go? Yeah, fuck it. Love a scary pyramid. I'll well, pay for it. It's my favourite thing. Um, we should make sure we take lots of empty bags. Yeah. Yep. Um, and crates and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, there's that pantry, that isn't there? There should be sacks and shit. There are a lot of sacks that you can get. How much stuff can you take when you poof? I think it's whatever you can carry, really. So if we just loaded ourselves up like pack horses and got on the circle and poof. I think so. I could see if I could beg, borrow, or steal a wheelbarrow from someone. That's not a bad idea, actually. You are easily able to borrow a wheelbarrow. Three wheelbarrows, if possible. You are, with slightly more difficulty, (laughs) able to scrounge together three wheelbarrows. Wheelbarrows are kind of in demand at the moment, but you are able to get hold of them. Yeah. Uh, It's a borrow rather than a... Yeah. Yeah. We're not asking people to give us their wheelbarrows. They will demand you replace their wheelbarrow if you break them. Very possible in the scary pyramid, let's be honest. Very likely. Yeah. Very likely indeed. You're prepared to pay all of two gold pieces per wheelbarrow for replacement. That's literally my first note for this day. Three wheelbarrows. <laughs> that is three not my first note for this day. Wheelbarrows. Uh, three wheelbarrows. Are We've all written down. This day in, in game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said two it's gold pieces. not my pieces first note this session. Right, yeah. okay. Just in case. <laughs> right. You bring, you get with with a little bit of difficulty. You get the wheelbarrows down uh, into. I mean, actually, where do you want? Where do you want to to open this? Because you don't need to go to the circle to open it. Let's do it underground in the vault somewhere. That yeah, I I'd lo- I prefer some privacy. Yeah, 
Yeah, then at least they can't stare at us. If anyone is still actually... staring. I look up at the sky, no. sort of. Fine. No? Okay. Um, no, in the, in the vault it's, it's lead-lined, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Can, you can teleport out of it, but they can't look in. I think so. That seems to we be. We teleported way. in, actually. You've so teleported you in. The teleportation yeah. doesn't seem to be blocked by the by, by whatever's going on there. Mm. Um, but yeah, the le- the lo- to the best of your knowledge, the vault isn't sanctumed, but it is lead lined, and this seems to be That's... an important difference in that you can, you seem to be able to do teleportation through places that are just lead lined, but yeah. scrying doesn't go through. Yeah. Obviously, I have a pipe before I go. I mean, come on. Hmm. Just for the sake of having rolled temporary hit yeah. points and that kind of thing. Right. I think I think for the purposes of um, if anyone asks, um, this just came from down here. We don't want people poking around where they're not wanted. Yeah, cool. All right. Whatever. Okay. You gather... So you gather at the actual stone platform. Is it a convenient wide area that's exactly the right size and shape uh, for the ritual you're about to cast? So it's literally designed right, for teleport. Everyone got a wheelbarrow? Yep. <laughs> Feeling glamorous. Jeffrey set in mine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable. Okay, Scamp. You... When I was a kid, we used to race these. <laughs> You almost uh, you almost end up just tracing the much of the circle's existing design, uh, this curious, elaborate uh, carved white stone circle with uh, odd little sort of blocky glyphs all around the outside. And uh, although you slightly change the glyphs that you draw onto it instead. And this one's different because it's a different place. As the energy uh, gathers together, the, uh, the dust <laughs> flashes up and a line tears itself down the centre of the circle and then expands. The wound in the world opens. I worry about this. Here revealing we Revealing a chamber of white stone beyond. Hurling through with your wheelbarrows, you find yourselves back in the chamber at the pyramid's apex. As the portal seals shut behind you, the whirling winds in the chamber die down. And you notice the circular, complex glyphs at the edges of the white stone platform are glowing brightly, but the glow fades quickly. The style of the glyphs on this platform are different to that of the platform in Kion, where here the glyphs are uh, the circular spiral type that you've identified as being uh, celestial, or at least the writing style is. The Kion platform's glyphs have a more blocky, less kind of elaborate design to them. They appear to be in a different language of some sort. It's quite funny being a character called Celestia who can't speak Celestial. <laughs> That's sort of genius. <laughs> and probably has no idea what it means, to be honest. <laughs> Once again, you look about the chamber. The arched ceiling above terminates in an oculus, where you can see the smooth black base of the adamantine capstone of the pyramid. The walls are meticulously carved to depict the city that once was, a metropolis of stepped structures and rectangular spires, far deeper than the current ground level. Aqueducts, 
a river running through. In the distance, a great city wall with high towers and far away, the three-eyed obelisks that mark the edge of the city's territory. Through the windows that blend with the depicted view, you can see the ruins of the city as they are now, the uppermost floors of those towers piercing the grassy uh, ground level of the present day. From your position in the very centre of, uh, of this circle, uh, the design, like the location of the depicted towers and the actual towers, match up almost perfectly. Mm. Mm. Anyone here? Any zombies? Can we indeed? Make a perception check. In the corner, as before, there are steps leading down. <laughs> no, <laughs> I cannot. Hey, snap! Oh, we both rolled twos. That's because we are two friends rolling together. Uh, <laughs> that was adorable. We're not tired. <laughs> you listen, uh, Cousin, and take a look out the window as well. You can hear the you can hear a familiar <laughs> on dull ground. Uh, oh well, he's still out there. Indeed, outside. And um, just gonna roll this. There is a there are yeah it's a, it's a kind of mo it's a, it's a temperate sort of spring day here in the forest. And while there are occasional spots of rain here and there, it's not enough to really be audible or to make the ground muddy. But you glance down, and you can see the huge form of this bronze guardian. Uh, once again, it uh, seems to depict a humanoid uh, figure, 16 feet in height. It looks almost like, the, uh, the, as I said before, a set of plate armor for a giant, uh, designed in some ancient fashion. Perfect burnished bronze without a spot of verdigris. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it looks almost as if it's been sculpted entirely out of bronze, but you can tell uh, by the blank holes where the eyes should be, that this is, it's more, it's more hollow. It's almost like, it's almost like armor that has been animated into being. And right. it carries before it a huge round shield uh, with angular script encircling it, uh, at the center of which a stylized hammer is depicted. This and is the Colossus, yeah. yeah. and wields an enormous, uh, an enormous bronze spear. On the f glance, running to the other side, you glance out and you can see some distance away into the ruins is the Tyrian fortification, where the undead legionnaires continue to uh, repair and reforge their arms and weapons, carrying out an apparently eternal battle against this colossus. It's carrying on, yeah. Yeah. Yikes. I'm just going to say this. We don't need to go outside, do we? Oh, no. Nope. Regent, no. Because I really don't fancy it. There's nothing out there. No, we just need to get treasure from here. Hope we don't get eaten by zombies. That is the plan. And then leave, basically, isn't it? It's a good plan. Hmm. So, should we go looking for treasure then? Yeah. Quietly. Quiet looking. Very quiet looking, yes. Okay. You... I'd actually like stealth checks from everyone then, please. Do our spirits being... get weird again? Uh, 
Yes, looking around. They got a little bit like Tetchy last time. They're they not. Com they're staying away from the roof of this More, chamber. They're a bit not lower than usual. Yeah, they're not comfortable around the base of that obsidian uh, of that uh, adamantine block. Mm. Stealth was that? Yes, please. Uh -huh. um, Fifteen. Twenty-three. Twelve. Oh. God, I never roll good stealth checks as this bard. Never happens. Okay. She doesn't like stealth. 23, 15, 12, but Hang disadvantage yeah. for things to spot you. Do I have disadvantage to stealth? Which way around are you wearing your outfit? I would wear it on the not shiny side if I know yeah. that we're going to You knew you were going to a temple. Yeah. So, alright. Because mm. it wasn't like we came here in a rush. Like I would have had time no. to do That's things. Put my boot covers on and turn my coat inside yeah. out. Very sensible. I imagine the boot covers are just really long leg warmers that are dark purple. Okay. Sounds comfy. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, we should yeah. get some of those for real. And reals. if I wear the little wrist warmers that the cool cleric lady oh, made me. Oh, you're the warmest I am person. the warmest. I'm the warmest person. <laughs> All the warms. You recall the route that leads down to the lowest chamber where you defeat, where you fought and defeated a Cedian before. Where I mashed a Cedian into a paste in a rage. Yes. <laughs> um, well, you multiclassed into Barbarian for a couple of minutes. <laughs> it, was, yes. it was incredible, quite honestly. Like, neither me nor Celestia regrets anything of that. It was so good. Oh. <laughs> so, there are actually a number of other chambers uh, in the pyramid that you were kind of, you were kind of focused on getting down mm, initially yeah. and working your way to the towards what was the weird drawing, pulling thing yeah, yeah scamp's attention but so many of the chambers uh, have not been investigated as mentioned before there are a lot of doorways which are blocked off uh, seemingly undisturbed by uh, st uh, by stone slabs you already investigated at least one of them on your mm. way down. If you wish to, you can try and investigate, you can explore, you can study more of the, go into more of the pyramid and try and uh, find out what's there. There are about, I want to say there are about six stories uh, that are, that you go down before you reach uh, the th sort of Ascedian's throne chamber. I have a pertinent question. Yes. How many treasure was in Obsidian's throne chamber? Because that genuinely affects, like, um, quite a lot. As a lot. guesstimate, obviously, uh, quite mm. a lot. Uh, and you can, if you want to head straight down there and in the, and and do a count, you can. Uh, but there are a number of wheelbarrows full. Well, <laughs> okay. I was going to say we should be systematic with this uh, thing. We've got time. That's true. We have. We could spend a few days going back and forth if we really needed to. Um, bear in mind, it does cost money to do. True. So it will cost us 100 gold per trip. Okay. Right. I mean, if we're making several thousand per trip... Then it's fine. It kind of works out, but you're right. That should be so a consideration. So we should think about how much we've got. And obviously only if you don't mind doing it a lot. I worry a little bit about the whole gaping hole in reality thing I'm happy to just not address that but I'm aware that it's not my magic so <laughs> if you're uncomfortable that's fine we should do it as much as we need but maybe not push our luck yeah um, centuries later okay, so no, we discover that we're kind of punching a hole in the magical equivalent of the ozone layer or something <laughs> <laughs> I mean we do need a lot of money and we don't have much well, this is a good place for money. We should get yeah. what we it's need. All the more reason to be systematic. If we can yeah. get the uh, the largest amount per per load, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Do we... So how do we want to play this? Do we want to go down, look how much there is, do a count, come back up, or do we want to look look at things on the way down? Like What, what, what do we fancy well, look, here? We, we know that there's a, a treasure down at the bottom. I think if we can rule out um, there being a treasure in any of these other uh, chambers that we haven't yet explored, um, let's go straight to that. So let's... Uh, if we can... Um, Investigate these so chambers start at first. Start the top and work our way down. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay. I'd like, uh, I'd like a general investigation check. Uh, one person My can lead with advantage. My investigation is the best, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So um, can you look for some traps while you're there? Because this place is definitely for traps. Yes. All right. <laughs> Please. Would you like two separate ones? Or uh, would you I'm like happy one for one or... with advantage. Okay. Where's my D4s go? <laughs> Oh, that's <laughs> uh, a 14. Plus 4! That's an 18. Much better, actually. 18. That's a really big difference. <laughs> 4 makes a huge difference. Okay. It does a lot. Blending yeah. that in with uh, other perceptions and such from the party, you, make, you, you begin looking around. Now that you're away from the windows and listening, you can faintly hear distant sounds echoing through the hallways. Little sort of shuffling sounds, but also like a tink, 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 tink. But it sound, doesn't sound to be coming from this corridor. It might be coming from a lower floor. So who hears that? Uh, I'll say that uh, Corzin probably hears this and communicates yeah. it to the rest of you. Is that? Um, bads. Um, zombies, maybe? Yeah. Well, it could be, but it could be literally any kind of animal. Like, you, you saw even um, the, the the beasts of the uh, the, it, uh, the forest were um, animated. Honestly, at this point, it's probably a hag. More metal people. Oh, don't say that. Or it could just be undead rats. Not that that makes it any better, but... Regardless. It could be like the metal guy outside. Mm. As no, that's more of a womp, womp, But if it was womp, little ones... As you search, you also see that um, many of the chambers actually have been opened, but you didn't notice them this first time because they've been closed to again. You detect telltale signs of uh, crossbow... Uh, not crossbow, uh, crowbar... Ah, okay. And you start making your way through, and I'm going to describe a few of these chambers as you go through each one, the ones okay. that draw your attention. Um, but you often come across like old like uh, quarters and chambers, and you realise as you kind of uh, 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 and you realise, and I'm going to say it does require some effort to push these open, but you do because you've got cause in here, and all three of you work together. Yeah. Push. You realise that a lot of these have already been ransacked, and that's probably where the horde that was in Acedian's chamber uh, ah, okay. came from. But maybe not all of them, and not all of the, and some of them have been less thoroughly ransacked than others. Mm. So I'm going to go through. There's, as I say, there's six layers, and I'll talk a bit about some of the things you spot on each layer, because there's mm. a fair bit to go through. So up on the topmost layer, uh, after a few kind of dull, fairly uh, sort of 
quite spartan chambers which seem to be ancient, maybe servants' quarters or similar. You come across quarters uh, cut of the same white stone that seem to be maybe for those of, better, of a wealthier family. It has a separate bedchamber to the main sort of. It's kind of. It's actually separated into three different rooms. There's a its own bedchamber uh, with an ancient wooden bed, uh, a separate dining and food preparation sort of area, and an, and then a main kind of atrium or sitting room for guests. There isn't much in the way of necessarily tables and chairs, but you do find the remains of ancient uh, what looked to be dyed linen uh, count, uh, sort of cushions, like really Ooh. stuffed cushions. Uh, and there's a few, there's bits and bobs around some old pots and so on. There's, yeah, there's, there's various things. There's faded depictions on the wall of art. Oh. Fighting might be after one of those cushions. Well, there's not much left of them. Mm. Mm, true. Can right. I do prestidigitation and try and clean up the art and see what it is? Is there anything You can. I would like you to roll, uh, and if other people would like to help, would want to help you, you can do this with advantage. I'd like you to make an investigation check, please. Yeah. yeah I will. Okay. I want to know what the pretty pictures uh, are. Sixteen. Okay. Um. I want to say, scamp. You get a. Faint instinct, but it's low probability Ooh. of bending fate here. Very low probability. Ooh. All right. There. Three. Okay. Nineteen. As you sweep, you sweep away some of the dust. The images are depicted of. Okay, like in terms of design, they're a bit stylized. The they're nothing like they. A lot of modern conventions of art clearly didn't exist at the time. They're a bit sort of two D um, uh, depictions of people and animals, and um, it seem they mostly depict a garden. But like when I say a garden, I don't mean like a small garden. I mean like a palatial garden with some with like what appears to be a hedge maze and figures uh, with kind of dark, uh, with sort of light brownish uh, skin and silver hair moving around, some seeming to be serving others, usually in uh, purple, depicted in purple uh, clothing. Uh, and particularly there's, uh, there are, there's actually a, a family at the center of it, uh, what seems to be a couple of adults, uh, some small children, again, quite stylized. And behind them, there are a couple more figures, but these ones are, uh, they're, they're depicted with jet black skin and silver hair instead of uh, the kind of lightish brown skin. Some of them are drow. It's hard to tell. These are stylized enough that you can't tell. Uh, there aren't really ears depicted on them, so you can't tell what race they are. Um, as you're searching the, around, the scenes look familiar with hedge mazes and that kind of thing. They're all, they all seem to be on the surface. Um, there's like it's clearly a sunny day of some sort. Okay. Uh, roll a history check. Okay. Uh, history's not bad these days. 
That is an 18. It's not... It doesn't feel like... It certainly doesn't feel like late Tyrian or mid-Tyrian uh, Republic because the Tyrians were big on their mosaics more than uh, just straight wall art like this. Mm. Uh, this seems... To, this, might, this is probably from a different culture, uh, but not one you're familiar with. Um, I'm going to say that as you're studying, you notice um, that something odd about the sun that's depicted on one part of it. It's a, it's a circular sun and there's kind of like a spiral effect in red ochre in the centre. But you notice that the spiral completes into a full circle around the outside, inside the yellow kind of corona. And there's something about how neat the edge of the circle is that, that's sticking out at you for some reason. If this is like an in-game reference, I don't get it's it. It's not a reference. There's just something about it that just looks odd. With a 19, like, that's, that's, what, I, that's what I'd say. What? You're looking funny. Something weird about that circle. Poke it. Maybe don't poke it. I poke it. Oh dear. You poke it. Uh, you kind of... How hard do you poke it? I poke it. Like, you poke probably. it. You hear a little... Just like a little bit of like masonry sound or something. Like a bit of brick against brick. Secret door. This might be a secret door. Did it move? Uh, yes. Only a tiny bit. Is it a trap? Are we going to get exploded or poisoned or frozen or... Maybe. You can roll another investigation check if you want to check at the traps. Yes, please. Have a look for any other bits that look like they might move. Mm-hmm. Can I, do you guys want to help me do? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Looking for traps oh and God. poisons and... Ten. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> you don't. It doesn't seem to be anywhere that a trap would fit. This just seems more like a, like a little bit of, uh, like almost something you could pull out of the wall. I pull it out. Okay, you pull out a small clay plug, and there's uh, just a, like a little hidey hole, Ooh. and something's tucked into it. Um, oh. It appears to be a small. It's like a, like a couple of inches long, but maybe like h- half an inch wide in diameter and it's what appears to be a clay nail a little glazed clay nail covered in circular complex script it's been beautifully carved and the script has been enameled in red uh none of you can read uh, uh, can read this i put my sleeve over my hand and take it out okay it appears to be a beautiful little glazed clay nail this is very pretty. I wonder what the writing on it means. Oh, do you think it's expensive? Yes. Well, if they're hiding it, it's certainly valuable in some sense, surely. Mm. I mean, if Scam, we're... Can you do that? <gasps> Magic! Oh, um, it'll take like ten minutes. We could have a look around. Like the rest we're of the room. Not in any immediate rush. Yeah, maybe we'll you hold have on to a search. 
Um, I'll hmm. have a go on the magic times. Okay. Uh, make a so you, the others are searching while you're uh, looking at this. You've pretty thoroughly searched this room. Cool. Now, so you can kind of look elsewhere on this level if you want. I guess on this floor, I don't think we go very far. Okay. But... So yeah. you look a little bit further. Like, I can do detecting of magic. What? If I sit here, I could do a detect magic for ten minutes. It will show up. I forgot I could do that. That's it's all right. been a while. Well, that's really useful. Very yeah. useful. Well, you know, we can afford to wait ten minutes. Okay. Well, let's. I'm gonna try and. Oh yeah, I'll just do that first. Okay, you take ten minutes, um, and you just sort of chat idly for a bit, and look around, examining the murals, and you feel your eyes focus. Scam. Look around. Aside from the glaring auras around yourself and your companions, nothing magical is showing up. Although there is kind of a weird black echo, like a black presence directly above you. But you're pretty sure you know what that is. But the little thing's not magic. Doesn't appear to be. Not magic. Huh. A beautiful little uh, nail just of some it. sort. Well, just Maybe it's just pretty. Maybe it's a key. Oh, I love secret doors. Does it look like it fits into anything? Oh, there's a language on it. I'm also an idiot. Yeah. Um, give me 20 minutes to All right. cast a different spell, read it, and then recast Detect Magic. Great. <laughs> I'm going to cast <laughs> While that's happening, do you guys, you guys wanted to investigate one of them. I think, like, let's look on this yeah. floor, yeah. So you look around the floor. Yeah. Again, a lot of these rooms have already are similar or have already been looted. You don't find a lot in them. Though one room does stand out, uh, you're kind of on like the top floor of these. So like the top, the sixth floor was just kind of that top uh, viewing point mm. in the portal. And then this is floor five uh, from the bottom. So the other building th uh, room that stands out is actually a fairly large chamber, which appears to be some kind of communal dining area. Uh, mm. You see that there's a high table at one end, uh, which is uh, raised up a little bit on a, pla on a mezzanine, which faces a number of wooden tables. The, the high table is made of uh, carved stone. And uh, you can also see there's an, adjo there's an adjoining little um, uh, storage area uh, filled with uh, pots, uh, clay pots that have, and some of them that you can see places where they seem to be moved. Uh, or removed that, that were there. Others have been smashed, whether on purpose or by accident. You can see ancient, uh, uh, what appears to be just ancient grains, uh, long since desiccated and uh, beyond viability. You wouldn't want to make any bread out of this. Uh, the main thing that dominates the chamber um, is a mural uh, of more of these, sorry, it's not exactly jet black, it's more like a violet black. Um, type uh, skinned figures with mm -hmm. silver hair working alongside tan skinned figures with the same silver hair in some sort of agrarian scene. They seem to be uh, doing various tasks in a field, uh, sowing, weeding, harvesting. It's like several seasons in one as you progress along the mural mm -hmm. and it kind of covers the whole far wall. I want to check the mural for secret doors. <laughs> yeah, make an investigation check. Uh, school, uh, Can I yeah, assist? I'll assume Colson's helping you uh, whenever uh, you do 21. this. 21. Okay, you look through. You study this one pretty thoroughly but you don't find you don't find any secret uh, doors in this chamber. By the time you're done, you return back to Scamp. Scamp. As Languages. You... <laughs> 
as you finish the spell, the the words, the depict, the writing on the on the nail doesn't change, but the meaning transmits itself. Sometimes a little weirdly, the way that it uh, comes through. So you, you, it seems almost like a little bit of poetry or something. It's it reads. Bless my husband and my family on the day I die. May my foremothers invest me to watch over them and remain with them until their time comes to. Oh, it's some sort of nice prayer. Yeah. Oh. That's all it is. It's, it might be a, the nail itself might be, uh, may well be a value to a collector or archaeologist. Uh, it is a beautiful little piece, but it does not appear to be magic in any way. It's just... Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's just someone's prayer. I wonder if anyone can speak this language anymore. No I idea. Mean, I mean, with the magic, obviously, it's they can. It's but... to go to, isn't it? To write that tiny on the nail. Well, maybe that's a form of worship. The skill is... Yeah, it, it, it makes it a prayer rather than just a wish. It's kind of cool. Hmm. Creative. Yeah. I like it. You... Finish searching the top floor. You proceed downwards. You're still kind of. Uh, I'm still using your same stealth checks from before. You're, ke- you're keeping quiet. Uh, I'd like a general perception check though, because you're keeping cool. an ear out now. I've got detect magic back mm-hmm. up as well. Ooh, that's good actually. Ooh, it's no, 21 what? again. Oh. 16. 16. Alright. With a 21 and a 16. Uh, you hear again the and you hold, you pull back uh, and wait as you hear it grow closer and you watch as rolling past on one of the upper corridors seems to be what looks like a something almost like a bronze metal ball about uh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very much like that. Uh, about yeah. three foot in diameter. Um, it seems to be composed of multiple metal plates mm-hmm. that are f- uh, that are curled in around each other. It just rolls along the floor. Scam, this is definitely magic. It seems to have. You're getting a strong sort of aura of what feels like transmutation of some sort. Uh, uh, around it, and is uh, it just rolling towards us? It's not rolling towards you. It kind of you've you've pulled into a side chamber, so it rolls past, and then further down. It seems to be, and you watch as it rolls down some stairs onto the layer below. It seems to be following some sort of route. Is it patrolling? Yep. Well, let's not get in that way. What even is it? Can it come back up? Can it all roll upwards? Mm. Yeah, it's magic. Oh, of course it is. It'd be stupid if it wasn't, wouldn't it? It's a droidica. <laughs> Flashbacks are playing Battlefront <laughs> far too much as yeah. a child. It's a gig. It travels by rolling. <laughs> oh, they, they roll along and then they unfurl and there's guns and it's terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've played a lot of the first two original Battlefronts. My bro- uh, my brain went there too. Fizz gig. Fizz gig. Yes. Ah. <laughs> okay. 
you uh, look through and you find, uh, so you continue searching around this second layer. Um, so this is, you're now on, you're now on layer, well, you were on layer five before, you're now on layer four. Uh, the first thing you find of interest beyond the various smashed uh, kind of chambers is one that opens up into a fairly wide, uh, into a series of small windows, which open up to the side of the pyramid. And it's quite well lit because of uh, because of this. And along one wall, uh, you can see that there are dozens and dozens of what seem to be clay pigeonholes. Um, and in fact, like, and the, uh, uh, the, they look very much like literal like pigeonholes, like you might have in a rookery or something. Huh. And there are clay pot tiny, and the floor is just covered in tiny smashed clay pots. Anything magic? Nothing magic shows up in here. Nothing magic. Looks like someone's already been through here. Unless there's anything hidden that's like behind, it only goes through a bit. Ah. Which makes the ceiling even more worrying. That is super weird. Yeah. It's very powerful, whatever's up there. Let's not go up there. No. I don't like Presumably it. Presumably it's what's animating everything around here. That and the room of death. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, think you went through him before. If we remember reading Isidian's diary, they found loads of stuff. I think it's him. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So the marks look old. Like it's been through. Like people have been through it a long time ago. Or is it all overturned and recent? Give me an investigation check. Like just dust and that yeah. kind of thing I'm looking for. Um, 18? Yeah, it looks no, like 19, sorry. it looks like it, this was the result of people looting stuff and shattering it. It looks more recent. Uh, although, while you're searching well, through... Like, how recent? Like, within, uh, like within the last few decades recent. When so was, it, it, what was the dates on Obsidian's lot? Could they match up? Uh, they were... Um, Actually, yeah, he wasn't that old and he was human. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That makes sense. There's also a tiefling came through here. True, we don't know if that was before or after. I can't remember. I think we worked it out, but I don't remember which way around it was. I feel like it must have been before Ascedian. Or were they together? Don't think they were together. Mm. No, it didn't seem like that. And if they had been there with Ascedian, surely they'd have been either dead or one of his lackeys. While you're searching through, though, you do find something. Uh Hidden amongst the potsherds is a tiny skeleton. Kind of bird-like. Oh, that's weird. Oh. It's Would like, Dawson have seen one of these before? Make a nature check. It's about like, okay. um, I want to be saying like the size of Celestia's hand. Okay. Don't touch it. I'm not going to touch nature. it. Nature. No, no, that is a 22. This the bone structure isn't quite right for a bird. Um, it's for one thing part there then not all of the bones are hollow uh and although the bone itself is very very old and it's kind of hard to tell because parts have been crushed by someone stepping on it but it almost looks like the illustrations you've seen of a dragon skeleton but it doesn't quite it's not quite like like a true kind of dragon but like almost more like a hand-sized wyvern could it be like a little dinosaur Mm. 
A could be. pseudo dragon, maybe. Yeah, like that could be like a tiny pseudo dragon or a tiny dinosaur or something, or a winged dinosaur if it is. <laughs> why is it dead? Yeah, why That's is a good it point. not I was undead. thinking that. Like, if it was anything like anything else around here, it would be up and walking about. It, is it because it was destroyed? Uh, looking at it, yeah, the the skull portions of it have been shattered by someone stepping on it at some point. And it's not a body; it's a skull. And uh, the, it's, there it, was never an animated skeleton. You've was not there? seen any animated skeletons. They, they always had something before they yeah. can rot. Yeah. yeah. And, so why did it rot? And it looks like. Um, but the head's yeah. destroyed. But yeah, like the head part of the uh, one of uh, part of the wing, one of the uh, some of the uh, some of the rib cage has been shattered by someone stepping on it. It could be that it went for the people looting, mm. and they smashed it. It's probably what we'd do. Yeah. Yeah, um, makes sense. Have we seen the original people from this place? Are they out there marching about, or is is there anyone who's lived here originally? No idea. We never found out. We never really found out what it's for. What's well, a city? Ooh, yeah, we know it's well, a city, yeah, but there's... I mean, who lived here? What were they doing? Yeah. It's weird. There's people out there from all sorts of different time periods. A really long time ago. Mm. Judging by the fucking mammoth and that. Where did they go? Yeah. When did the undeath start? Too many questions. I don't like it. I don't know if I want to know. Well, I mean, knowing when this place was built would answer some questions, but uh, other than a long, long time ago, I I can't really pin it down. Right. We should keep an ear out for the roly ball thing. If we can work out what its yeah. route and the timings are, what it's, it's worth doing. doing. Yeah. Patrolling? Yeah. It's probably just looking for anyone invading, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe some ancient guard system they had to put in place. Yeah. You continue travelling for uh, along. You. Yep. Uh, I guess we just continue going down. Yeah, you down keep searching. Keep searching. Uh, a little bit later on in this same chamber, you find uh, what appears to be large kitchen. Of some sort. There's a huge central cooking pit which is made of baked clay bricks. There are a number of ovens just filled with ash, and la- and there's a storage room just filled with huge sealed clay pots. Looking, at, huh. yeah, um, that is all you see on the first examination. As that's happening, though, causing with your passive perception. Hide! Everybody hide! Okay. Give me a everyone give me a stealth check, please. Uh, Nineteen. Seventeen. Twenty-four. There's a moment where the you uh, you hold against the wall, you hear the sound of the construct rolling past, and then continues on its route. I hate it. Okay, how long has it been? Uh, it's been, with all of the searching and so on, it's been about 40 minutes since the last time it was around. Okay. Alright, good to know. Gives us some idea of when we need to watch out. So once every 40 minutes, assuming it's just that one. Yeah. There's no way of knowing, is there? Not really, no. We've just got to try and avoid it. Put paint on the floor, it'll roll through the paint, and then we'll know its route. I've got loads of paint on me. Um, but... <laughs> I mean, there, there are there are ovens filled with ash. <laughs> it might respond to the paint. It might react and notice it. It might notice something. We don't know how smart it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
best just to avoid, I think. That's my instinct. Yeah, I agree. Okay, are you done in this chamber? There's nothing. It's a kitchen, isn't it? So yeah. I can't imagine sealed clay pots. Probably oh, supplies in them. I dare you to eat something. Well, they're probably no. Oil <laughs> um, jars. What or do something. I get if I complete this dare? Um, you get the honor and pride of no, no, fuck um, off. Five gold. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> We're literally here to get thousands of gold worth of treasure. <laughs> Should I do a detect magic just before we leave? It can't hurt. If you want. It'll be up okay. for ten minutes then for the next place. Yeah, maybe for the next floor. Maybe we should maybe you should do one here. Have a quick peek. Yeah. And okay. then move and on wander down. Yeah. You um as you're doing this, you let's see. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, you find that uh, you do a little bit of a look around um, with the detect magic. Actually, as you're doing a look around, uh, Scamp, give me an investigation check. Uh oh. Twelve. The ovens are kind of thick enough uh, in their walls that you kind of have to peer inside them. And as you're doing it, you do notice uh, there is a brick hidden inside one of the ovens, which bears the same circ- uh, circular script. Uh, the script on this one is much cruder, uh, is a little bit crude. I mean, it's not crude, it's just not, you know, beautifully tiny and enameled. It's it's larger, and but it's still being carved with some care. Uh, you could quite easily remove the brick if you wish to. Is it a magical brick? But the brick itself is not magic, though. Oh. I'll take the non-magic brick. <laughs> I found a brick! Oh, you could kill someone with it. It's not magic! But I'm oh keeping it anyway. <laughs> Why are you keeping oh, it? We... Uh, the brick has writing on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't shown you that. <laughs> okay. It's my brick and I'm keeping it. Does it have a name? Uh, this is... is Kevin. Hello, Kevin. And Kevin the brick to your inventory. <laughs> You're never going to sell that yeah. brick now because it's called Kevin and you love it with your whole yeah. heart. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be worth thousands of gold and you're going to keep it and name it Kevin. Kevin the Brick. <laughs> well, I'm glad Jeffrey's got a friend. Uh, within, I always thought this party needed a brick. <laughs> within the uh, next ten minutes, then, you far- carry on and uh, again with your passive perception, you don't hear the sound of tick, 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 but you can hear because you're quite near what... This last chamber is quite near um, one of the steps going downwards. You can hear the sounds of clunk, shuffle, shuffle, clunk. What seems like the sound of metal clanking, but also cloth and feet moving. Oh, is that that group of undead people? Oh, there was one, wasn't there? There was. That definitely happened last time we were here. Well, let's stay in here. And uh, this chamber, unlike the rest, is actually properly sealed. It has not been cracked open. Oh, like it's behind the door? Uh, Noises? I'm confused. It sounds like it's... Because I thought we were in a room. No, no, I said you reach the last Mm -hmm. chamber... But the chamber is is sealed. Well, you are near the steps down. Ah, okay, so and we're it sounds like the sound the, 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 the shuffling is coming from downstairs. So oh, okay. the shuffling is coming towards us from downstairs. We uh, need to get in the room. We do need to get yeah. in. Is it locked? Uh, it is, is it a trapped? huge slab of oh. stone. Oh, <laughs> Alright, let's try and get this out of the way then. Come on, everyone. Oh, yeah. Give me an athletics check with advantage. 
right. Ah. One, two, three. Hey. Kevin will help. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> That's a 21. With a, uh, you hear there's a sort of hot, sh- sharp crack as you manage to wedge the door open, and then it. Oh. As the slab uh, falls over and smash it smacks to the ground, cracking. Okay, uh, now we need to hide. Well, I wish I'd just shouted at it to open it, because then it would have been noisy, but my back wouldn't hurt. Immediately, <laughs> you hear the sound uh. of rustling and clanking from down below. Hi, oh, shit. Hi, yeah. hi, okay. hi, hi. What do we see beyond? Uh, the, uh, beyond, you can see... Uh, it's. By the way... I've not really mentioned it, but this whole time, like you've been getting, uh, there's no light in the corridors, uh, but there is that comes through the windows where there are. But a lot of these in, in chambers don't have don't have windows with them. So I've kind of been assuming that Celestia has been uh, dancing lighting where needed. I'm not going to light it when we go in because I don't want lights to be yeah. shining out of it. So I'm just going to drag Corden into a hiding yeah, place. So the, <laughs> so the room in here is dark uh, because because only a bit of the light that's filtering th- from a distant window into the corridor is actually illuminating uh, you can just uh, the rest the those of you that aren't causing you can make out what weirdly looks like maybe a pub or something like it there's there's Why tables there pub in there's like tables and seats like you could you could uh, there's some sort of back room with you can just see heavy jugs inside there is a bar like um there are there are attached other side chambers there's like but that's all you can kind of see right now uh so yeah you guys uh, everyone give me a stealth check then if you can try and gotta hide. Gotta hide, gotta hide, gotta hide pretty well. <laughs> like, 16, which again isn't terrible for me. Okay. 24. Uh, 18. Okay. <laughs> you... Do any of you mention all this weird pub stuff? Uh, um, you're, you're, I, I'm not no. being funny, like, we could hear someone coming, I'm just, yeah. I'm okay. getting you into a hiding place. Celestia like, I drank you, at length you everything. Uh, with her underneath one of these tables. Uh, scamp, you hide under another one, and uh, you watch as silhouetted in the light at the door, <laughs> uh, a do- about a dozen figures appear, dressed in uh, their skin. What you can see of it is sunken and dehydrated. They look almost mummified by time, but you can see there are about eight figures uh wheel with long sort of large tower shields and short swords a pair of javelins uh on their backs dressed in red painted uh lama it would it be i guess it would be kind of lamella like uh sigma well sigmata laureata laureata however you pronounce it essentially it's legionary armor uh wearing plumed hat helmets and four more, which are shorter. Uh, they appear to be halflings wielding short versions of staff slings. The soldiers, uh, uh, the these frankly undead Tyrian soldiers. The leader seem, has the bone structure of an elf. Tilt their heads, and one of the, and the leader, uh, the Decurion, turns to the rest. <laughs> Uh, 
and they step in and fan out, searching through the chamber. So I'm going to go all the. I'm going to give them a single perception check with advantage because they're all searching. There's lots of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're all effectively helping each other. Yeah. As the white, as the legionnaires uh, begin scanning through. They creak past, fanning out, going just table by table. One goes past you, a pair go past you, Scamp. Another pair past the two of you. You see them look around. The ones at the far end turn. They've reassembled, begin marching out. When one of the halfling slingers turns round and you see a dull pair of bluish glows emerge in it, uh, like little tiny, tiny distant flames in its eye sockets. It suddenly points. I want to cast something. Can I? And roll initiative oh, no. because uh, oh, yeah. uh, because they rolled a natural twenty. No. Oh no. Is that still? Is oh. that even high enough to get? Thirteen. Uh, Eighteen. Nine. Okay, so eighteen I never roll well calls on in thirteen. I, I don't really either. Celestia so nine scamp. So there are. Uh, so there are. That shouldn't have been 12, that should have been uh, 10. So there are six uh, ordinary legionaries, uh, that, that, and there are also four uh, of the halfling uh, So slings. 10 in total. 10 total. 10 total. Uh, so, top of the round, Corzin. You actually get the, okay. you get the, dra- the drop on... Uh, the Tyrians. Glad somebody's on it. Neither of us yeah. are. <laughs> we were All very right. well. Can we were I... hiding really well. <laughs> Can I use my bonus action to anoint Riptide with the holy oil I still have? Oh yes, you can. Yes. Yeah. You draw wh- Riptide, okay. slank it through. So this is low lighting. You can just about make out where they are because of the light coming in, filtering in. But you can only kind of see silhouettes. Fair okay. warning. Um, I can be pretty well assured that the other two are behind me, though, right? Oh yeah. Right. Okay. I am going. So to, the, this, what's the this closest is, one to me. So the centurions. Are, sorry, the, the legionnaires are all kind of in a block in the center of the room right now, with the slingers right. in the back because they were forming up to leave. So the nearest ones to you are actually the four slingers. Right. Okay. I'm going to uh, uh, attempt to cut away at uh, two of them. Well. One in turn. Okay, so uh, make an attack roll. You can see these okay. slingers are dressed in ancient links of chain, although the chain seems to be repaired and maintained in the same way that yeah. the uh, heavier breastplates of the legionnaires have been. Fair enough. Okay, so first attack, uh, attack with Riptide. Mm-hmm. That is an 18. Okay, 18. That just about hits. You see this okay. uh, the halfling moves with surprisingly much of the speed of a living halfling. You just managed to catch it. Okay, so um, 
That's nine slashing damage plus I think the holy oil does an extra. Um, is it an extra d6 or an extra two d6? Uh, I believe I, s- I believe it's two d6 from okay. memory. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it is. I remember that. Okay, a further four uh, radiant damage, I guess. Okay, so thirteen total. The uh, yeah. you watch as they slice through as it slices through the uh, slinger's. Uh, flesh, parts of the flesh burn with a brilliant white flame, <laughs> and it lets out a. Okay, uh, you have injured it, but it's still got a lot of resilience to it. It's not. It's not down. More where that came from. Okay, yeah. so um, death. Okay, go for it. Did you not use your bonus Ooh, action that- already, Dan? Oh, uh, second, he gets two attacks. Oh, you, a, yeah. you don't have to use your offhand, you can use the holy weapon still for your second attack. Yeah, you can use the holy weapon for your second attack if you want. Oh, in which case then, yes. Um, <laughs> it's only the bonus uh, action that's your offhand. Yeah. Second attack. Okay, that's, yeah. that's a 29 then. Okay, that hits. Ooh. I'm glad that hits, it'd be horrifying. <laughs> yeah. And he's not in crit, bloody hell. Okay, that is... Um, 10 slashing damage and a further 5 radiant. Yeah, okay. Uh, impressively, it's still just about standing. Okay. Uh, so, the uh, that makes it to the end of your turn, I think. Uh, yep. So, you're next to the slingers. Uh, the slinger that you are next to is going to disengaged and it's actually no it doesn't disengage uh it's going to actually no it's going to disengage it disengages from you uh and scurries around the back the other two scurry around the main block of the legionaries as well uh but as they are departing uh they are going to all slingshot at you because you are the one they saw uh, actually, no, they got a natural 20. They saw all of you, so it'll be one each. Uh, so Does it beat a 24? <laughs> uh, natural 20, yes, it does. So it is 20. Yeah. Yeah. Celestia, so uh, Cause, and Scout. There's just enough of them at this uh, Yeah, this uh, 15 doesn't hit Celestia. No. Cause, and it does hit with a natural 19 plus. Yep. Uh, Scamp, it misses. So no. you take a... Uh, nine points of bludgeoning damage from the slingshot. Because <laughs> the lead sling strikes you. Uh, That's me. Yep, strikes you, causing. Sorry. sorry. Um, okay, the slingers coil back to the back uh, behind the protection of the legionnaires. Uh, Celestia. Um, how many could I get in a fourth level thunder wave without getting causing? What's the radius? 20 by 20? Uh, 15 foot. 15 by foot foot. You can get either... All of the legionaries, or uh, I guess if you ran right round the side of the formation, you could get two of the legionnaires and all of the slingers. Um, which look more dangerous? Uh, genuinely, hard to tell. The legionnaires have um, are heavily armoured and have shields and uh, throwing uh, and little javelins and swords and stuff. But it's hard to tell. I'm going to do the one where I get two legionnaires and all of the rest. And all of the uh, slingers. Yeah. Got it. 
All the singers, even cool. sorry. Yes. All right. You have that means you have to run round the side of the. Uh, it's uh, fine. Of the thing. Yes, I will do it. Okay. Uh, roll so damage. I, I guess it's. Uh, I run round the side and do a body showy offy knee slide with my electric guitar. Yeah, you brought your instruments today. Yes, I did roll. bring my instruments because we were going to battle and yes. I need them. Roll damage. Yeah. It's constitution, right? Um, let me check for you. I think it is. It is from memory. I think it is. I also need to check how many D6s that okay. is. All of them fail. D8s even. Um, it is a con save. So, we do one, many, D, many D8s, two, Three. Uh, um, oh dear, it's supposed to be five D8s, so I need another one. I'm sorry, I can't find all the D8s, it's all very trying. Um, that's Ooh. like sort of terrible and good at the same time, so eight, ten, eleven, fifteen, twenty-one damage. Twenty-one nice. damage, and it scatters them. Okay, the slinger that was already cut through by Corzin. Uh, is shattered into pieces <laughs> by the blast. Nice. As the cord strikes, though, the rest are scattered out uh, away from you, so the remaining slingers uh, are knocked away and prone, I believe. Well, prone is nice. Yep, uh, so they have yep that many left. Cool. Uh, they're still, they're not completely out of the fight, so they kind of hold themselves together. Uh, the two of the legionaries also are knocked backwards and down, tumbling to the ground. Uh, so... Th- I just turn around to the other still and I go, should we kill some zombies? I fancy killing some zombies. And there's this puff of rainbow, <laughs> five temporary hit points each, and you can I move if that. you would like to. You can if you'd like. You get a burst of I energy instead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel lovely. Yeah. I want to just line myself up so that I, you were saying that the uh, the legionnaires are um, sort of blocking the entrance. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. I'm going to line it up so that next round I'll be able to get them in a grape shot. Yes. Okay. Provided they stay in position, and it's their turn now. Uh. So uh, the legionnaires move, <laughs> adopting a. Adopting a wall, a shield wall, as they link their blade, uh, their cool. shields together, uh, creating with the six, as the six of them move out, they they end up in a position where three of them are next to Celestia, uh, three of them are near Corzin, but they all form a neat line so that the shields are locked in front of them. Ah, cool. Uh, and <laughs> they are going to uh, uh, and let's see. Uh, they can see Scamp. Scamp, you have cover because you're under a table, uh, I'm going to say, which is relevant because the three next to... Let's see. Actually, two of them, uh, three of them are in a position where they're not near Corzin at the start. So so before they move next to Corzin, so that they don't give themselves disadvantage on this, they all draw one of the peeler, the javelin-like spears, from their back, and hurl them at Scamp. <laughs> so three attacks against Scamp with the Peeler. Uh, natural 19, 18, natural 19, and natural 20 in order. Wow. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Bad. Okay. So oh, well, how should we the first one? 
Okay. Uh, yeah. So you do. Uh, so the first one does uh, eight points of damage to you. The second Ow. one does four. And the third one, uh, which was a crit but rolled low, does six. Uh-huh, so adorable. 18 total. You, you duck out of the way of most of the peeler, but one of them it slashes you heavily. Uh, 23 fire. 23 fire damage. Nice. That what that legionnaire uh, bursts into flames. <laughs> Save. Gets 20 on its deck saves. It takes half that, so 11 points of damage. But it's not happy about it as it kind of pants itself out. Then they move into their position. So three of them are going to stab twice at Celestia uh, from their locked shields. So the first three stabs against Celestia. A two, a natural two, a natural two, and a 15. All miss. Second three. Uh... One of them, yeah, actually natural one, uh, manages to stab, act, slips and slashes into its companion. I'm going to say it was the one that was already cut up a bit uh, on fire. Uh, so they take eight more points of damage. Uh, however, one of them gets a natural 19 and does manage mm -hmm. to sink uh, its uh, sword into you. It just slices the edge of your... One of six, I've got off yeah. pretty lightly. Yeah, you, you, duck out the, you dodge out of the way of most of them, but one of them just manages to catch the edge of your skin uh, with the short sword. You find yourself... You take only three points of necrotic damage, but a chill spreads down the blade as you feel something drawn out of you. Roll a constitution save. This always goes so well. Um, that is a straight 13. That is exactly what you needed. Really? You avoid, wow. the, you avoid the life drain effect. More. Ooh, that is literally because of my waistcoat that I got that. You just managed, yeah, you, you're, you're a little- Plus weight in gold. You're a little cut, but uh, it could be worse. Calls in three stabs on you, and 16? Nope. 18. That hits. Okay. Uh, so the 18 does make contact with you, and you take eight points of damage. It gets us, it manages to nick you with the blade, and again, there's that coldness. Roll me a constitution save. Do I um, roll this with advantage, because it's poison? Or it's not it poison. Else? Okay, just straight con save then. Incidentally, for the purposes of your of your magic site, uh, all of these are wreathed in necromantic magic, but you see the necromantic magic uh, scamp intensify when one of the blades save. touches. That's fine. 21. That fine. Uh, 21, yeah, you're fine. You, don't, fine. Uh, you don't suffer life drain uh, effects. Okay, that's cool. the end of the Legionnaires go. So they're now in a little sort of little, like a... Like a Almost like a like a C shape or a little well, more like an L shape around so that three of them can hit Celestia, three of them can hit Corzin, and they're all near uh, those two, presenting those locked shields, which makes it scamps go. How big's this room? Uh, this room is quite big, like uh, it's essentially like a full-on uh, drinking hall type area. So I want to say it's like. So like 50 by 80 foot, foot 
Okay, well. <laughs> Robbie's nicking G6s right. off me comically for <laughs> anyone who cannot um, see us. So how yeah. many can I get in a 20-foot radius without getting my friends? You can get all of the legionnaires or th- or two of the legionnaires and all of the slingers. Oh. Uh. I will go for the legionnaires. Okay. All of the legionnaires. Is this slow? No, this is for fireball. Fireball! Because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, I think they're quite yeah. hard to hit, so let's just make them do deck saves instead. Okay, time for me to roll some saves. If this was a more meta podcast, I would get out of my footlock and be like, hey, oh, let's die terrible. to camera. Um, <laughs> uh, 6, 10, 16, 21. That's not, not great, good. is it? What's yeah. your save? 17. Okay, 1 makes it... Uh, only one of the six of them makes it. So, uh, 21 damage total. Yes. Okay. All of them are caught within the uh, the blast. <laughs> one of them manages to shield against the worst of the blow. And because it's coming from behind them, their shield wall doesn't grant them any advantage to, uh, to being protected from it. Because uh, you had to place it behind them for yeah. all of them. <laughs> yeah. And to not hit my friends. And to not hit your friends. Uh, so that so one only takes ten points of damage. Uh, the rest do take the full twenty-one, though. Nice. Uh, but all of them are still standing. One only barely, the one that you set fire to previously, and actually now a couple, three of them are now barely standing actually, because uh, there were the two that got hit by the thunder wave before. I'm going to quicken a firebolt as well because it's fun and just go for go, it. Let's see if I can hit it. Oh, I hope so. That's a 23. Which one are you going for? Uh, the, re- the one that's just hanging on. Okay, go for it. Roll damage. <sighs> I think that's double ones. That is double is, ones. Yeah. That's two. Two. Oh. Two. On 2d10, you bastard. It's, it's the worst. When I said it was just holding on, I meant it. Oh, (laughs) Oh, wow. You smack it in the head and just manage to blow out a portion of its skull and it swamps back. That was terrifying. (laughs) One of the two that was was initially got by the Thunder Wave. So there's now five of the Legionnaires, four of the Slingers left. Okay, uh, top of the round. It's uh, Scamp, are you happy under the table? Uh... Yes. Okay. <laughs> Are you uh, lying under a table going pew pew? Because that's adorable. That's right. <laughs> Crouching so they're yeah. not prone. Oh, true. Causing. But Top yes. of the round. You're, right, you no. are, I'd say with a blunderbuss shot, you can get, uh, is it a 50, it's a 15 foot cone, isn't it? Yes, although there was going to be something else I wanted to uh, yeah. clarify. Bombs are a thrown weapon, are they not? Yes. Right, I'm going to slightly change what I was planning to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I am going to... If you were planning to try um, and stick a bomb in the blunderbuss and fire it, that would have gone poorly for you. No, 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 <laughs> wow. no, 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 no. I'd be here for it, but it'd no. be really bad. <laughs> he's crazy, he's not stupid. Um, <laughs> he's going to... No, he's... Um, uh, take out a bomb, light it, cast lightning shot, and roll it... Um, into the midst of the um, uh, the tortoise, basically. Yeah, that'll do it. 
Uh, remind me how lightning shot works. <laughs> lightning shot. Rather than doing the damage that the um, uh, the piece of uh, ammunition would otherwise do, um, I make an attack roll to hit as normal, which I guess in this case would be uh, plus yeah. nine. So I'll make that now. Yep, and then every creature within ten feet deck saves or takes two. Plus well, nineteen. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, good if it works. <laughs> Uh, that's that hits. Uh, oh yeah, it, it takes a uh, forty-eight lightning damage. Yeah. Uh, oh, nineteen everything... though. Ah, uh, no, it doesn't though, because. Okay. Uh, sorry, I need you to roll that again though, because I realised you are attacking them from the front, so you're affecting the shield. You are affected by the shield wall, so you need okay. to make that roll again, and if it's lower, you take that roll. Fair enough. Because attacks against the, the the shield wall from the front are with disadvantage. No, it wasn't lower. Okay, you still <laughs> just it roll the bo the bomb rolls along the floor and lands just underneath the legionnaire's foot. That that other one would be a twenty-two. Yeah, no, it okay, actually so raises its 19. foot and stops it and looks down curiously. <laughs> He's not seen one of these before. <laughs> nope. Okay, so whether I hit or miss, each creature within um, ten feet of the uh, the target, I'll say the one in the middle, mm -hmm. um, uh, must make a dexterity saving throw. Each of these creatures takes two uh, d8. That will hit damage. all of the legionnaires. Um, right, so I'll roll the four d8 first. Uh, is it each creature? Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, because of the way, because Celestia is near them. That okay. does mean, uh, and actually, you are near them. You will both have to roll a dexterity save. Yeah, through. fine. I'll roll one. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, nope. I'll roll that first. That's a one. <laughs> oh, no. Cersei, you try to hurl yourself out of the way of the of where you expect the bomb to be. In uh, I feel like I'm on my knees with my guitar, like yeah. I'm just on the side. I get kind of tangled up in my coat. Oh, no, <laughs> fall over. I fall over. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's a it's a twelve is the DC for this, but that um, natural one. I, yeah, yeah, it's okay. it was a the one to one. one yeah. <laughs> Causing just makes it. You uh, suddenly realised where the distances are and <laughs> leap back. Okay, so roll the principal damage, the 48 for the one in the center. Okay, that's. Uh, that's 24. Okay, so I'm gonna. Yeah, that just hits, and that one, as the, as the, as the ball of lightning <laughs> shoots out, that a bolt of it, an arc of it, just goes straight up its center. And you see both of its, like, the tiny blue flames and its eye sockets flare with light. And then when the light goes, they're dark. And it just <laughs> collapses to the ground. And now roll 2d8 for, and the rest I'll do roll 4 as well. 3. I rolled so well on the initial damage. Mm. 3 total? Yeah. Oh. Roll a 2 and a 1. That's enough to kill one of them. <laughs> okay. He gets blasted right. apart. Fuck that guy. How many have we got left then? Uh, you do have three remaining, all next to Celestia now. Okay. But can none I near use... you. Alright. Do I still have movement I can use to you get do. there? You do. Right, okay. Um, then I'm just going to go up and uh, try and uh, slash him with Riptide. Yeah, I guess you got an extra attack. Because you used yep. the bonus for the cost of the spell. 
Okay, that is a 17 to hit. Uh, that misses and also uh, well I mean with disadvantage you'd miss anyway but yeah that misses as they manage to as it clangs off the shield wall shit okay you've got a solid way of uh, fighting in their turtle okay yeah. uh, so that makes it uh, the slingers well, go at least got something else to stab at now how many left now uh, so there are the four slingers Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are three legionnaires left. Okay. The slingers, seeing Didn't what's... one slinger go down? Sorry, yes, one slinger went down, so three slingers left. So six now. Uh, there are six total yeah. left, cool. yes. The three slingers, seeing what's happened, uh, quickly ready the staff slings, and they're going to all... They spread out so that they're no, so that they're all about 20 feet apart, spread Boo. along the now that they realise oh, what's no happening, fun. <laughs> and all sling shots twice at Skemp. Ah! So your armor class is two higher. Uh, so those first ones all miss. I don't have my armor up though. Cool. Uh, I never said a, I did. That is a good point. Would a sixteen hit you? Yes. Okay. Would a fifteen hit you? Yes. Okay. Two of those did hit. I was using your med armor AC. My, my AC is twelve. Cool. Without med armor, it's um, fourteen with, under the yeah. co- uh, undercover. You take uh, you take seventeen points of bludgeoning damage as cool. two of the, the staff's things hit. However, two of them. I'm going to be dirty here. Two of them were ones, but these are undead halflings. Yeah. Yeah. And the next two were natural nineteens. Oh. Jesus. Their luck doesn't desert them even in death. It, That's worrying. They, it bounces off the floor. The the stone, the lead shots hit the floor in front of you, missing you. They bounce up. They hit the uh, uh, they hit the table above you, and then bounce down into you. Ow! You take an additional twelve points of damage. Ow! As, uh, as you are peppered by lead shot. Uh, Celestia, there are three legionnaires in front of you and three slingers spread out around the room. How spread out? Uh, they have 20 feet in between them. Uh, so they're kind of like uh, one 20 foot, one 20 foot. So, they're, uh, so, so they're, they're quite spread out. They're no longer near the legionnaires. Mm. Uh, none of them can effectively block the exit anymore, of course, but um, that's not really what they're trying to do. The two, the three legionnaires in front of you, are uh, two are kind of still holding it together. One is on his last legs. So I'm just looking at a spell. <laughs> oh, I'm so tempted to be really dumb. It's such a big thing. <laughs> oh, how stupid am I feeling? There's six left. If you're wondering how many will hit within a thirty foot. They are resistant to necrotic. Oh, probably no point then. Is Do it? you choose it? I choose it. That's the point of that spell. Yeah, you can. Yeah. you can choose which though. Yeah. Like at the point you cast it, I believe. No, is it's it both? Uh, uh, it's solidly five d six thunder, five d six necrotic. I thought there was a choice between radiant or necrotic. Yeah. I um, oh, if there is a What's choice between spell? radiant or necrotic, destructive waves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's radiant or necrotic. Your choice. Oh, well. I'm going to do that. So okay. she's just going to kind of get up, straighten the collar on the coat, and that roll her shoulders. 
Take the guitar, like, take the strap off the guitar. There's, like, no urgency in this. I don't know why, but there is. You can hit all but one of the slingers in this, in this yeah. by the way. Uh, but as you move out of the way, they, the three legionnaires will get an attack of opportunity on you. Do I need to move out of the way? Uh, only, if you don't move out of the way, you can only get the three legionnaires uh, and one of the slingers. It's because a 30-foot radius. Out from around from you, okay. yeah. So only one of the slingers is within thirty feet of you. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to attack the attacks, or you're not? I'm going to take the attacks. Yeah. Okay. Three of them stab at you. Uh, two of them miss horribly. One does manage to get you uh, with a crit. You take six points of damage, necrotic damage, and save uh, and constitution save. Um. Yeah. Sorry. Let me just do adding. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's good, actually. 19. Okay. You avoid your maximum hit point being reduced. Ooh. Um, I just go, all right. Enough of this. Enough now. Tired. And I just raise the guitar above my head. And the rainbow spirit kind of flings back with it like a whip. And I smack it onto the ground. Um, and big rainbow cracks come out into the ground and into the air. And through all the things I need to find... Many D6. What kind of save it is? Uh, it's constitution. Save. Uh, it's it's save. Con saves, please. But Thank whether whether the, that matters depends on what your total damage is. Yeah. <laughs> so, I will do radiant first. Yep. Because that's doubled. Um. So ten, fourteen, eighteen. 20. Nice. On the first one. And then this is thunder. Mm -hmm. um, so 6, 10, 12, 17 thunder. 37 total damage. Yeah. So for those who save, that halves to 18. Okay. Two of the legionnaires and two of the slingers, the rainbow cracks pass straight through them, <laughs> intersecting them at several points, uh, and they collapse, just glowing rainbow holes inside them. <laughs> One ducks to the side Epic. and just gets horrendous burns down the side of it instead, uh, and seems to take a moment to rethink its death choices. <laughs> as, uh, yeah, it turns to the Legionnaires go. The legionnaire is going to, uh, it's the elf actually, it's the only one who survived, turns to the remaining slinger, looks back to you, raises its blade and salute, and pegs it out oh. the door. Yeah, you better run. Don't go. Yeah, they're just double moves in, a, in an attempt to flee, runs around the corner. Fuck off. Um, scamp. Do you want to do anything no, to the last slinger? He now he'll have his friends back with him. Yeah, can I get to the door and see if I can see it? Yeah, you can run to the door. You can get to the door and you can see him still running down the cor around the corner. I'm going to tide the firebolt. Okay. Oh, no, chromatic orb. Let's, let's do some more damage. Left. Did I get all there's of them? There's two. There's two. a slinger still in the room. And, and there's, there's the one that's running. Yeah. Um, ooh, 19 to hit. That hits... Because it hasn't got the shield wall anymore. Oh, yes. It's, yeah. it's back. It's <laughs> running away. Yeah. Um, I said Chromatical was level one. I didn't say what level. So it will be level one. I don't know what damage. What damage. Fire seemed to do all right, didn't it? Let's do yeah. fire. Yeah. Oh, that's not wonderful. Um, eight. 
Eight fire. Eight fire total. <laughs> yeah, finish it. <laughs> Pew! Just this little ball of flames. I got my diamond Explodes into back. its back. And it slumps to the ground. Uh, Corzin, do you want to do anything? Uh, like, yeah, there's one last one. I'll say it's within running range for you. Kill oh, it. yeah, I'm just going to go over there yep. and hack it to pieces. <laughs> Make your attacks. All right, first one. Uh, 25. Roll damage. Okay, this is with Riptide, so... That's 11 slashing and a further 10 radiant. You don't even need the second two slashes. With the first, as you're getting ready for a flurry of blows, your first one, it miscalculates and you just lop its head. <laughs> Clean off. The two, the two sides of the stump blaze with white light for a few seconds before burning out. The Tyrian legionnaires are no more. Right, well that was loud. Yeah, it was loud, wasn't it? You Should we check this room since we made such a fuss I mean, since we're here. Hmm. Well, yeah. I can still see the magics. Can I see anything magic? Uh, I do look around looking for magic. So... The magic uh, that was animating the uh, whites does seem to be fading, and the pair of you, as ever, you see, uh, you can see spirit sight, as ever, when you, when you destroy them, you see black shades flitter out of them, and, the, and as before, they just ascend up to the ceiling. Have we ever right, seen... Right, so they're not about to reanimate. Have we ever seen black shade spirits, like, anywhere else? Other than within undead, just like a general world question. Um, generally, you've only seen them within the undead. Uh, at least in this in this fall, as far as you've noticed. Presumably, they must be around somewhere to get into them in the first place. Interesting. But this is the only time you, yeah, you only really regularly see them leaving the undead. Where do they usually go with the undead? I've forgotten. Just away. They don't. So. This up direction is very unusual and yes. it's always the same place. Yeah. Oh, there's not necessarily a direction. No, they, they're usually when you destroy undead, they just flee in whatever direction. <laughs> Didn't the gallows man turn into one? I don't know. He, sort, he of, sort of sort of did and didn't. Yeah. Okay. It was complex. He, sort of he turned into like a man spirit and then he dissolved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he didn't yeah. do the same thing that these are. These are just shadows. Okay. It was a bit more um, yeah. other. Yeah. Physical. <laughs> okay. okay. Looking around Odd. then, uh, you don't see anything magical, but there is a fair amount in here. Uh, can I have an investigation check, please? Yes. I'll get my dice. I can help. I'll Assisting, help. yeah. No, <laughs> there's nothing here. It was a one and a two, which means it's an eight. Okay. Um, it's not I mean, a one. I might just see if I can push it over a ten at least. Yeah, <laughs> go not? for it. Uh, it was a twelve now. Okay, it was a twelve. It was four. Okay, you look around. Sorry, uh, points. Nothing here. There is. So yeah, this this is clearly some sort of tavern, um, but it's as well as the main kind of dining and drinking type area. 
uh, there is a rear chamber, uh, with a back room with just about a hundred, like, amphor sealed amphoras. What is an amphora? Uh, it's like a heavy jug. clay jug with two hoops to, to you lift it with. Oh, like my moon shines in. Yeah. This is really old booze. Older than my pine moonshine. Older than your pine moonshine. Do you think the, like, thousand-year-old alcohol is going to be a bad idea? Mm, well, it could just as easily be, like, olive oil. I've heard they used to uh, keep olive oil in those things. These are a pub out from. Yeah, it's de this is definitely a pub. This is quite... These jars are oil. quite large and quite heavy. You could fit, like, maybe four in a wheelbarrow. Is it going to be valuable? Is this things that people want? Well, you can take some, but you don't know how really, much really, really old alcohol. Yeah. yeah I, mean, uh, I mean, do you want to crack one open and see if it's any good? I was yes. going to say, uncork one see if they're not just empty. Okay, you crack one open. They are filled with dark red wine. I'm assuming by this point that you've lit things up with your purple lights. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I should have said that. Yeah, the, the, the dancing I lights. I want to take a sip of the old wine. <laughs> so, here's the thing. To my knowledge, if you don't expose wine to air, it won't, good. it won't oxidize like and uh, uh, and to it won't oxidize. But I don't know why I'm looking to Bob. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't know if this is really a I thing that's really happened. Like I think that there is a there is a limit with this. There is a limit. Yeah. There is there is one like bottle of two thousand year old wine still in existence, but the reason it hasn't been drunk is because it was poisoned before when it was corked. So we don't know whether it's still viable. I take a swig regardless. A swig. Roll a constitution save. Not like a... Sw yeah, yeah, I take a swig. I don't care at the moment, do I? Of course I take a swig. Um, 12? Whoa. Get it down, <laughs> but... Like, you don't know if this stuff has gone off or if that's just what they liked in wine. What does it taste it's like? pretty sour and weirdly also kind of sweet. Okay, so ancient wine was not filtered like it is today, meaning it would contain bacteria and would just turn to vinegar. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's vinegar. I found the info. It's it's vinegar. Yeah. This is possibly millennia-old This is probably even millennia-old vinegar. Um, if anyone needs any vinegar, you're fucking sorted. Right, well, next time we pass a chip shop. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, there is a baked clay hearth in the in the back room. There are actually a number of uh, cooking implements of copper, which have long since just turned to verdigris. Mm. <laughs> uh, and a coal... I mean, that's why I was thinking the olive oil, like mm. cooking implements. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think 2,000-year-old vinegar is going to uh, get us a great price, to be mm. honest, so we should probably save uh, the there's, a there's an ancient wooden tub for washing things in. Uh, but impressively, there's also a side chamber with a large number of tables. Well, a small number of tables, but they have board games carved into the wooden surfaces, like board game mm. boards. And you can see that there are carved black and white plate pieces. Some of them just... Um, Still in position on the table, others a bit scattered. Mm -hmm. uh, the the game looks a lot like backgammon, but with a few differences. Oh, Jeffrey! Fun, fun fact: there really was an ancient precursor to backgammon. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, 
But you also notice there are a number of like a tiny blackened kind of oxbow shaped little chits. Um, little what? Little chits, like little tokens. Oh, and you look chits around, is a lovely word for tokens. And you look around yeah. and you realise, yeah, this is silver. This is raw oh. silver, which is just black from oxidation. Um, Back on. Leah isn't here. She loves backgammon. You so kind of. Jeffrey's here. He loves backgammon too. True. Or didn't? I'm assuming didn't you didn't bring Jeffrey. Oh, like... did I? I don't know. I want. I kind of want to have brought friend. Then you brought no, Jeffrey. No, I'm not saying that Jeffrey was yeah. in the wheelbarrow. Yeah, Jeffrey's Sam in the wheelbarrow. had exactly the same thought as Andy. Yeah. said he was in the wheelbarrow. Yeah. So he is here. Jeffrey and I was kind of bring friend. Choosing yeah, a backgammon yeah. piece and spits it out. <laughs> not as good. <laughs> you only like Leah's backgammon pieces. <laughs> is it the taste of stealing? <laughs> Jeffrey looks down. <laughs> um, there's about fifty gold pieces worth of just raw silver because they're, uh, they're these chits are like the silver pieces that you use today are tiny. Like they're these tiny, yeah. often kind of ad- quite adulterated silver pieces. This is pure silver, and they're a bit larger. So you got yeah, like fifty gold pieces worth. Cool. And in Put the source of your searching, shall, um, shall one of us keep a running total of all the shit that we find in this yes. pyramid? Um, yeah, shall I just the, you uh, do shall I just write pyramid? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I'll just be writing down like how much, how many, all that. You also find underneath the, uh, you, you also find um, there are there is a little uh, some odd little marks on the stone near one of the table. Secret door. Is it a code? I hope it's a secret door. I love secret doors. But they're right. They're little mark, just like the little curved marks just near the edge of the table. <laughs> Poke one of them. Feels like, like a groove notches. in the mark. Just feels like a bit of a, of a shallow groove in the stone. Is there a code? I don't know. Wait, they look like they could just be scratchings. Maybe someone was just bored. Mm. Maybe. Or were they, they keeping in score? The um, the grooves aren't deep enough. They're more like they're more like just like bits of stone which have been worn away. They're not magic. They do not appear to be magic. It's not a secret. Um, like does it's... it look? Sorry, go on. I was going to say, does it? Could we guess what wore it away? Um, roll an intelligence check. Okay. I'd like to do one too, please, mm-hmm. if that's all right. Nineteen. 19. Uh, also nineteen, but that's more for me. Yeah. It's twenty-four. Um, twenty-three. Sorry. Yeah, you quickly realise. Oh, this has been worn by just someone moving the table next to it backwards and forwards from a specific point and you very easily shuffle to the table along and you find there is a little uh a, a an obviously slightly loose looking stone panel under it <gasps> Fun. secret floorboard secret floor door trap door trap yeah. door okay. pull it up yes you pull trapped? open Sorry. and oh, there well. is a <laughs> tiny bronze chest inside it, it the bronze has completely verdigreed over it just looks sealed shut secret door is with a treasure chest uh the the chest is not magic no nothing's magic. try and open it yeah let's see if we can get this open okay yeah. um i'm gonna take a step back in case there's a trap yeah there <laughs> is a there is a lock the lock like everything else is 
sealed over, <laughs> where it's just like it's just like this thing has Can has you corroded from. Can the meditation to try and clean it up? Oh yeah, the cleaning ones. Try it. Okay, roll an Arcana check. As you try and cor- Natural twenty. Okay, you basically nice. just sort of buff off the something. corrosion until you get. It's kind of still like weirdly greenish, bronzish, like in its color. But you clean it enough that you manage that it, or that you actually very easily able to pop it open. Inside there is a whole heap of silver chits. Ah. Like, this is a lot yes. of silver. Uh, there's 500 gold pieces worth of silver. So we now have 550 gold yes. worth and of And a nice box. Uh, it's a Rats. reasonably nice box, but also inside there is another board game. It's a tiny version of, of, the, of the same board, like backgammon-like board game, but the board is made of ebony with gold inlay to mark out the so divisions cream. of the board, and the pieces are made of tiny bits of sculpted lapis lazuli and just solid gold the whole thing the whole thing is very very small but it's beautiful craftsmanship fancy game this is beautiful yeah we're gonna want to hold on to this jeffrey don't you touch this one also (laughs) light and expensive which is helpful let's take that very helpful okay so one for the wheelbarrow then you can uh, so add to your uh, inventory. I'm just I've written it down, it. but I don't know how much it's worth, so. Uh, trying to think what the name is. I'm just going to remind myself. Okay. Uh, is it Senate? It is Senate. Yes, that gives right. the reminder. Add one Senate board. Uh, an ancient, uh, Add a beautiful uh, gold, uh, gold and ebony Senate board. Oh, to I've your, done that. Yes, uh, okay. I've just written tiny board game. But. That is <laughs> all that you can find on this level. You continue down to level three. Oh, off to a good start, hmm. says Coulson, as he um, reflexively crushes any of the skulls of the uh, things that... Uh, yeah, you just say that, I got stabbed yeah, right here that. with a she big old pointing thing. I haven't done anything for you. I'm all right. I might need to sit oh, down not. later. Nah. Ding. Um, Causing uh, is going to cast cure wounds on you. I do a healing word. The first thing you find, apart from looted chambers on level three, is um, it's a public latrine. It's like it takes you a moment to realize what it is, but it's a it's a sculpt. It's like a built clay brick kind of trench with squatting points along a brick channel that leads to a, a hole that leads off somewhere possibly to the outside of the pyramid I think I went to an old public bath that had uh, one of these once didn't use it mm-hmm. um, yeah that's by the way um, seven extra hit points there you go continue... I might seven too that's weird <laughs> continuing along uh, you do find you do also find a number of old sets of quarters uh, one stands out as being more intact than the rest with a wide bed uh, along one wall there's a table uh, it's a low simple wooden table and next to it uh, is just what appears to be folded linen Uh, and you can even see the faint impressions of where people have habitually knelt on the linen uh, presumably to eat their lunch or whatever 
Uh, that's still very, intact. There's a very simple fire pit. Uh, all of these rooms with fire pits have sh have little kind of chutes for airways to, uh, to uh, and chimneys that lead out to the outside of the pyramid. And uh, none of them big enough for a halfling to crawl up. No, these are these are just like smoke holes. Uh, Figured. And okay. a number, just in tucked in one corner, a number of sealed clay pots. Some of them have been shattered, and you can see that these, from the little markings and the way they've displaced the dust, that uh, some contained grain, some contained what you guess was maybe beer. Um, looking around, and I'm going to just kind of, you, you guys have been pretty thorough in your investigations. So you do, after a bit of searching around, find uh, hidden inside the reed mattress of the bed is what seems to be an ancient little leather sack, pressed flat from uh, time or, or just uh, and, and the weight of the mattress over it. Pulling it open, you find a linen tunic dyed in green with a repeating black triangle pattern along the hem. It's a nice piece of clothing. Just, but that's all. The, Does it look like it's worth a lot, or maybe to a historian? But this just was I this, well and it was probably worth a lot to whoever lived here, but maybe not necessarily to you. Hmm. You do, however, uh, come across a heavily sealed door, and this, for the first time. You come across a chamber which doesn't seem to have a stone vault plug put into place per se, but has an original set of sealed bronze doors with what looks like a heavy lock or mechanism at the centre. Um, what does the only death beyond door? What, what's that made of? Is that appeared to have it? been made out of uh, adamantium. It is okay, on floor. Cool. It is all the way down on floor one. God, it's not the same. This material. is made of bronze. Yeah, it's ancient bronze as well. That, so yeah. it has it has verdigreed uh, up uh, on the outside. That's tempting, big old door, isn't it? Oh, it is just a little bit. All right. Um, we should check if it's trapped. Do you I'll have a look for yeah. traps. I will help you look. Somebody else is going to have to look at the lock, though. I, I can have a look at that. that. Um, that is a twenty-four, actually. So decent. Okay, twenty-four. Studying it, the mechanism is weird. Um, it doesn't, there doesn't appear to be a trap on the door, uh, as far as you can tell, but this is like a really weird little primitive lock that doesn't, that would be difficult for Scamp to pick, not because of its complexity, but because it doesn't work like modern locks do. It's like a whole different thing. Yeah, it takes yeah. you a while to figure it out, but you think you can get it to work. And also there's... That it'll take a little bit of work with like a fine saw or some prestidigitation to clear out some of the gunk. I can do that. But you do that. Yeah. So it will take a it will take a thieves tools check to open though. Yeah. I still got no traps, but this looks weird. Okay. This is not like a normal lock. Oh, that's scary. Okay. It's all right. You can do it. I give you a nudge, inspiration. Oh. Let's go, go with the thieves' tools. sometimes you can remember to do that out of combat. Yes. It helps. <laughs> um, You've got uh, mage sight up, right? Um, unless it's faded, I probably would have probably, started again. You've been yeah. routinely recasting, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, this, the door is not magic. Okay. Just weird. Yeah. 
Oh, um, God. How much is inspiration, those D8. dice? D8. Um, it's not quite a D10 yet. And my dex. My, it's dex-based, isn't it? So that's, mm-hmm. that's a 10. So let's use the D8 just in case. I can, right. make I can always give you another one. That's the thing. Oh, 12. <laughs> 12. <laughs> this doesn't feel good. You kind of, as you tr- it's some sort of tumbler or something that's out a heavy dung. Yeah. Yeah, you might have to brute force this one. You have no idea what you're doing. Not a clue what I'm doing. I could shout at it until it opens. Or I could try and teleport through and see what's on the other side. Maybe go into a wall. Actually, is there a keyhole you can look through? Uh, The keyhole has like a, like it's designed so that you can't see into the chamber beyond. It's got like a little flat bit at the back. you could try and teleport in. It depends. I don't know how big the room is. I mean, every other secret door we found has just been a little thing with like a chest in it. So if it's that small, you might struggle. Yeah. This is a huge double door. Oh, it's really big. Yeah. The door's that big, maybe a bit. But I don't know how thick it is. It's risky. I might end up in a wall. Yeah, I don't fancy you ending up in a wall. Shall we just try and push it loads? Yeah, I think if we we all push together, we might be able to brute force this. Okay. Give me an athletics check with advantage, please. Causing. Obviously, (laughs) we both suck. Okay, that is a uh, twenty-seven. With a uh, with a heavy, <laughs> the uh, the sealed metal forces open and the doors swing <laughs> inwards with a heavy uh, clang. Uh, the light of the purple um, uh, dancing lights floods into the room, and in a split second, you get an image of. Uh, of what appears to be a long room filled with ancient weapon racks and mm. ancient weapons, rows on roads of bronze swords, ancient wooden bows, spears, shield, uh, uh, shields, all manner, just a, a veritable armory. Scamp, um... One thing draws your attention immediately, and everyone else's as well. For you, you see the net, uh, the glow of magic in the centre. And the rest of you suddenly realise, also notice, a uh, large, sort of three-foot uh, uh, three diameter, yeah, it's actually, yeah, three-foot diameter, looking sort of bronze sphere, which, oh, as it realise, as as the clang happens... Begin uh, of it unfolds and starts to rise and rises up, uh, multiple limbs <laughs> spreading oh, out no. uh, as it expands suddenly into what this, into a bronze contraption that seems to have been forged almost in a manner similar to the uh, to the bronze colossus, but with a body akin to that of a praying mantis. A long segmented torso of shining bronze plates, four spindly spiked rear limbs and a pair of scything blades on its forelimbs. When it's curled up, the protective plates of its back cover much of the body, especially you notice the quite spindly and exposed looking limb joints. Uh, everyone roll initiative. Ugh. 
as you face. Is anyone else thinking oh, like Dwerma ruins here? Oh yeah, it's 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 a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what's your? Oh, sorry, can I have initiatives, please? My apologies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a nineteen. Okay, nineteen from Corzin. Yeah. Uh, Scamp. Five. Uh, Celestia. Six. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. We suck. <laughs> and the creature rolls that. Corzin. You are up right. first. Uh, the creature is about. I'm going to say about. Uh, about 40 feet away in the centre of the chamber. Okay, are there any um, sort of weapons racks between me and it? No, there's a nice wide open expanse in the centre. The weapon racks are more clustered around the edges of the room. You could run to the edge of a room and take cover if you wanted, though. Alright, I'm going to um, get within blunderbuss range and load a slug. Cool. Alright, so, uh, yeah, you run up so that you're 15 feet away from, uh, uh, from, well, 20 feet away from it, I think is the blunderbuss base range. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, f- yeah, fire, roll roll, da- uh, roll attack. 19? Uh, the shot <laughs> is right on target, but the creature suddenly gyros and its whole body spins around on some sort of articulated joint and the shot blasts into the uh, racks far behind it. Uh, We're slippery, this one. It clicks and clatters uh, as it moves. Uh, Anything else? Yeah, as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on it. Okay, the as the uh, fisheye spirit uh, blends with your eye, you feel your focus drawing on it. <laughs> okay, the Bronze Reaper goes next. Uh, so it. Good uh, name. Yeah, it scuttles forwards on its four rear spiked limbs. <laughs> and the two scythed arms sl- both slash forwards at you, causing twice. It makes okay. four attacks against you. Oh boy. Uh, so I'll just do these one at a time. So, oh no, I have four D20s. I can just do these all together. Okay. Um, the lowest of those was a dirty 20. Jesus. Oh, they all hit then. Yeah. Ow. Okay, so you take. Not too bad. So it becomes 12. Ooh, 24 29 49 points of slashing damage total wow. <laughs> oh boy, okay. as the as the reaper just uh just lashes into you blade after blade why are we no short rest after the last fight we're idiots we're, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> we're all fools and scam won't okay. tell you that they're hurting right now yep. oh no oh, no despite that being two good. thirds uh, down Corson went no you're not <laughs> yeah he went I'm fine we both went nah <laughs> healing spells no, okay that <laughs> is uh, that's the reaper's turn um yeah it's fine we're, it's fine with the rest of it okay now it's Celestia's turn oh my shit psychic ah um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just having a moment. Um, nah. I'm going to do a fourth level thunder wave if I can manage Ooh. to do one without getting causing in. Uh, 
Yep, you kind of this have time. to run up toward past the side of it. I'm going to get out. Get the big old fucking off the Clyde off my back and go, I'm going to fight metal with metal. Yeah. <laughs> Just, um, Love it. Do a thunder wave with an off the Clyde, which is a thing that I can do. Funnily enough, that would also work with the guitar. But it's a guitar metal. It's a it's 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 heavy an electric metal. guitar. It does not have a sandbox. Oh, it's heavy metal. Yeah, it it's heavy, heavy metal. metal. But no, you yeah. off the Clyde out. <laughs> <laughs> roll damage. Uh, roll that con save. One. Hey, that is a failure on the convent on the Constitution Four. save. Five D eight. Ooh, that's really good. I'm not gonna lie. Ooh. It's really really good. Um, so that is, um, Robbie, what's three times eight? I'm very tired. Thank you. <laughs> um, plus it's 31. 33. 33 damage. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Giving almost as good as we got. The Reaper is uh, thrown back uh, 10 feet. It rolls uh, onto its back uh, prone, actually. <laughs> Uh, although you can see it's swiftly beginning to curl itself back round and regain its footing. Uh, you can see that you've dented some of the plates, but it's still fighting. It's it's only a little dented. This then be tough. Kill it! You both get five temporary hit points and you can move Thank if you, you. want to. Yep. I'm going to get within melee range of it. You run straight up oh. to it. Cool. Burst of rainbow comes out the end of the offer Clyde like we're in a My Little Pony cartoon and somebody's oh, playing the trumpet, which is what I feel like happens. <laughs> um, I don't think that actually happens in them, but I'd like to believe it does. I feel it's like, like Care Bear. That's the sort of thing. Care Maybe I'm thinking Care yeah. yeah. Similar colour scheme. They have the little hearts. Yeah. Okay, Scamp. Oh dear. That is now 30 feet from you. Oh no! I'm going to move back a bit from it. How far back? The corridor is only 10 foot wide, and you are already at the door. See, the furthest you can get from it is 40 feet. Okay, well, I'll do that. Okay. You move uh, so that your back is against the far corridor wall. And I will cast slow. Uh, wisdom? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, that is... 14? No. Okay. Although you, as you cast, uh, as you try and focus the spell on, you feel like it's, it partially is resisting the effect, but you punch through it. (laughs) And it's, uh, and it's fast motions seem to slow down to a halt. Roll a d100. Oh Ah. no! Oh, that's... Oh. 32? I feel like that's bad. I feel like all of them are bad. I always think it's going to be bad. Mm. Yeah, 32. Uh, that's weird. As okay. uh, as Scamp focuses in and uh, casts the spell, they seem... You watch as they seem to cloak in shadow and then seem to just draw into their own shadow and vanish. Have you been cursed? Is this a curse? Are there shadows here now? There is no sign of Scamp. Fuck. Scamp? Where did they go? Okay. Uh, Scamp. 
I'll get to what. Uh, I guess you have a mo movement and bonus action. Um, so I'm purposely not looking this up because it's more fun if I don't. You find. You suddenly find yourself. in the same place, but. It's almost like you're in the same place, but everything around you clouds and seems to shade over with mists of grey. Um, Stranger Things music plays. <laughs> They're in the upside down. Yeah. Since. There is a... There is a low sort of... Yeah, everything seems washed out. And it feels like you're in the same place. The... Uh, the in the distance, the uh, room is still broken. You can still see all the objects, but there's no sign of the. There's no sign of your companions. There's no sign of the creature. Somewhere in the background, you can just hear Winona Ryder going, "Well, well." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Putting up fairy lights, <laughs> crying. Oh, perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, what do you want to do for the rest of your round? Do I still have all of my equipment and things? Oh yeah, that's with you. Uh, no, I'm not going to take any potions because I'm a fool. Um, I don't really. I've only got 20 feet of movement because I lose 10 to get into the corridor. Yeah. Um, and if I move 20 feet back, no. I'm, I'm going to stay where I am. Okay, you stay where you are, feeling the cold chill of this place around you. Oh, no, no, no. Meanwhile, no. cause it. You, uh, Scamp has just faded into their own shadow, as far as you can tell. <laughs> uh, and you are next to the Reaper, which is slowed significantly. The, whatever's happened to Scamp, the spell seems to still be in place. Okay, right. So it, it's it's still slowed. It's still slowed. Right. I am going to try and um, uh, take out the Reaper's legs. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. So first attack. That's a dirty twenty. Okay. Uh, by the way, it's on the it's prone, so you have advantage on these, oh, and that advantage. hits anyway. Just okay. in case. Oh, it's roll again, 20. just in case. No. Okay. That's dirty yeah. twenty. Okay, so, that uh, strikes. Roll, roll the damage for that. Twelve slashing. Does it make any difference that Riptide's adamantine? It, as far as you can tell, like, you haven't hit it with anything else yet. Uh, so how much damage was that? Uh, that's twelve slashing. Thank you. Uh, the, uh, the blade slashes into it, leaving a, a hefty dent. <laughs> Alright, second attack. Ooh, one of those was a natural one, so lucky. Okay. Double five, so that's, um... Uh, 14. 14. You, uh, swipe, you almost end up running, or going onto its blade, but you just managed to catch the edge of the blade with, uh, with uh, Riptide and push yourself back. It doesn't do any damage, but you don't fall into the creature's attack. Uh, and I uh, guess it's with death with the next one. If you make a uh, third attack. Yes. Also, there's Hunter's Mark, but I'll deal with that in a second. Uh, do you apply that when you deal your do when you did the first? Did you apply that to your first damage? Yeah. It's... No, I didn't. I will roll that. Do that now. Okay, a further three. Cool. Thank you. Um, and the 
uh, with uh, death, that is uh, 17. 17. Uh, even slowed, it's still quite fast, and it just pulls out of the way before death can strike it. Okay. Damn it. Uh, anything else you want to do in your turn? Um... No, I don't think so. If I'm moving, I'm just getting in Celestia's way. Okay. It rolls on its back and rights itself. I'll be in slow motion. Uh, only one of it, it can only make one attack of its four attacks, though, because it's slowed. So nice. Uh, and that is going to be. Uh, that's a dirty 20 to hit. Oh, that will hit. Yep. Uh, to Corzin. Because Corzin's right in front of the, them. Uh, and Corzin is the one that has damaged the most. So you take 12 points of more damage as it manages to okay, okay. slash you. Uh, and it shudders for a moment. You hear a, gre- a groaning, squeaking sound uh, as it tries to shake off the effect. Uh, but the, it did not roll well, so it does not. Slow remains in place. Okay, uh, Celestia. Um, if does not have brain, no psychic damage. You would guess. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I thought Celestia probably would have guessed that, but yeah. I was like, yeah. Like, if you can think of it, and it isn't based on, like, knowledge out of that Celestia wouldn't get, the Celestia can probably think of it. Oh, um... All comedy kind of goes aside for a second. The autocloy goes down. I just stare it down and go, give them back. And I cast another fourth level thunder wave. <laughs> because there's nothing else that could have done it in my field of vision. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, Celestia visibly panics a little bit. Yeah. Shouts, give them back. I'm sorry. <laughs> nothing else makes sense. Yeah. Just a minus two, not disadvantage. Oh, it's constitution, so it doesn't make a difference. Oh, but it is. It does have advantage to this side. Oh, no, sorry. It's going to have to be a third level. Third level. Sorry, I'm getting my slots mixed up. So constitution save, uh, that's a a 19. So it does take half damage and it's not thrown back. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Rubbish as well. So three, seven... 12 damage. 12 damage, half to 6. Shit. Okay, it, uh, whole... You see it knocked a little bit back. You hear the squeaking of its, uh, pointed limbs across the floor, but that's it. Still holding out on you. Uh, any other actions, Celestia? Uh... It... It doesn't... It barely seems to recognise your words. Cause and stab it! (laughs) I give him inspiration. Scamp, you find yourself... You are still in the cold and the dark. It's the end of my turn, isn't it? Yeah. What do you want to do this turn? Well, says Renona. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I'm a dick. Ignore me. You're the one who's got a demigorg on your side, not my side. (laughs) Um, I suppose I can dash. I'm gonna get. Is, is there anything to hide behind in this in the room? There are numerous weapon racks. I'm gonna go hide behind one. Okay. Because I've got sixty feet if I dash. Roll a perception check. 
Oh. And then roll your uh, after your stealth check. Roll your stealth check first. Uh, well, I think I need to dash to get there, so I can't okay. stealth. I'm just I'm just You're taking just cover. Getting cover. A uh, perception nineteen though. You're aware. You become aware of something. You oh. look up, and it feels like it feels like there is a pulling. Not like the pulling you felt when you first came here. Like something leading you somewhere but like a yawning void above somewhere. Like a hole in the world sucking everything towards it. Friend? There is a flicker. And you see your shadow. It's hard to see your shadow anywhere. There's no source of light. But you feel like a shadow stretches out from your feet but it's bright and silvery. And it forms up into something like you, almost like a mirror image of you, all of silver. And it gr- uh, and they grab you by the shoulders. Get back. And you feel yourself pushed as you find the color floods back into the world. You're in the corner of the room, kneeling behind the, um, uh, the, uh, the, uh, just the weapon racks. Celestia, uh, yeah, they haven't had time to to hide, so Celestia causing, you see scamps, like, the shadows seem to form together and pull away to reveal scamp hiding in the corner. You alright? You hurt? Okay. Cousin. Could I have quickened a uh, mage armor? Yes. My bonus action. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Alright. Cousin uh, is going to attempt to hit it again with Riptide. Is it still slowed? Uh, it's still slowed. Didn't make it right. safe. Advantage. Um, you don't get no, advantage. You just, it, it just has lower armor class. No, it's just lower AC. Yeah, yes. It was um, advantage before because it was prone. Yes. It's not prone anymore. Okay, I'll, I'll roll that again then. Please do. Okay, um, 22. That hits. Roll damage. Right, um, I will roll damage. Uh, now, the ability that I can uh, use with Riptide, where mm-hmm. I use a reaction to try and lower its AC, is that instead of damage or as well as? Uh, I believe I, uh, I wrote it down as as well as. Oh, it's as. an athletics check. Okay, right. Yeah, sorry. Fine. So, okay, yeah, well, you, well, you, you hit and then you use your reaction to make the athletics check to do okay, damage. Okay, I shall roll the damage. Okay, that's seven slashing damage mm-hmm. and uh, a further six for Hunter's Mark. Cool. And I need to make an athletics check versus AC. Yes. Okay. Which I guess is lowered because it is slowed. Okay, that is uh, 22. That is enough. You, dr- you drive Riptide into its... Uh, into its uh, its central torso and leave a deep gouge, twisting the plates out of uh, out of position, exposing some of the hollow interior. Uh, as you its AC is reduced by two. <laughs> its AC is reduced by two. As that happens, uh, Corson and Celeste, you see a flickering of white spirit inside it, <laughs> running up and down the hollow portion. That's weird. 
Okay. Uh, that's uh, anything else in your turn, Coulson? Uh, you have yes. further action. Uh, attacks. <laughs> yes, second attack. That is a 21 to hit. That hits. Roll damage. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's another um, 11 slashing. Okay, 11 slashing. Uh, Final one? Roll, did you oh, add actually, um, hunters? Uh, mark. Six, further cool. six. Yeah, it's clang death clangs off the side. You're not getting the same purchase that you were with Riptide. Okay, that's the end of your turn. The Reaper is slowed. I uh, can use an action though, and because you used up your reaction, uh, and no one is now by the entrance, it is going to uh, use its action to curling roll. The it curls up into it into its protective balls. <laughs> And immediately rolls out. Uh, its speed is halved, so it rolls halfway, 20 feet, so almost to the entrance. Uh, it would provoke an opportunity attack, but you do not have uh, any attack to make. Does it roll past me? Was it for lowering its No, you're for, you're, oh. it doesn't roll in a in Oh, no, I'm you. the other way. Yeah, yeah sorry, I'm, I'm, and I then have my it, mental image backwards. Uh, it uses up the remainder of its movement to roll. Uh, outside and just round the corner, so it's literally just just outside around the corner, uh, and you can feel it's rolling away. It's going to roll its save to resist uh, to shake off slow. Still does not make it. Uh, Scamp, you can feel slow and attack, <laughs> and you can hear it slowly clunk, 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 trying to roll off. Uh, Celestia. Uh, how damaged, if at all, was it looking? It was looking. F- Fairly damaged. You did manage to tear open a good portion in the centre of it, but it wasn't looked like it was about to fall over. Uh, all of my spells are so shit against constructs. Like, is it too far away for me to get to it to do anything? Um, like... no. It's it's like you could run to the entrance and. Like you could almost get, yeah, because of where you are, you could you could get right up next to it if you wanted. It's just like out of sight from right where you are, but you know it's just around the corner. It's not rolling fast. <laughs> we do something really, really, really dumb that probably won't do much, but um, fuck it. So gotta like, there's been a lot of like instrument switching around during this fight. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna like fumble about with my instrument straps for a minute. Until I get the guitar off me, hold it up like a baseball bat and just go, and run after it and hit it and try and do a shocking crash. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Roll uh, attack. Would you say the target is wearing armour made of metal? I would say it is armour made of metal, so yes. So you have advantage. <laughs> Yay, with shocking grasp. how exciting. Uh, which cancels out the disadvantage that you get ah. for attacking it in its curling roll form. Um, that's loads. <laughs> like, um, like many. How yeah, loads. 24. Yeah, that hits. Yeah. Um, okay, I mean, it's only 2d8, but, yeah. Ooh. Um, oh, it's good, though. That's a 15. Okay, 15. Uh, you do, uh, the, the arc does seem to melt parts of the, uh, the bronze plates as the bolt of lightning arcs out of it and strikes into it. Uh, but it is still rolling away. 
Um, how big is it? Um, it is like it's a large creature. <laughs> I don't want to get in its way because it'll run me over and it'll hurt. <laughs> like when when folded down, it's actually only a little bit bigger than it's like it's it's like a spherical corsin in size. It's a bit bigger than that. I want to get in its way like a moron. Okay, <laughs> you roll in front of it. Uh, you run up in front of it, which you can just about. Uh, all right, uh, that makes it Scampsco. Oh, that seemed to be like. Uh, can I get to it? I'll say yes. You can kind of run out and around the corner because you did. You weren't. You were near the entrance, anyway. Okay, then I will do the same thing because that advantage disadvantage thing seems to balance Twin out friends. nicely. Shocking grass. Pew pew. Grass. Oh, not good. Fifteen to hit. Fifteen. Uh, even with uh, even slowed and with part of its yeah, armor it's destroyed, yeah, you can uh, you the the uh, lightning blast goes out, but it and it hits the plate, but it gets it kind of in the center, and it seems to ground into the earth. Uh, does like, not quick in and do it. Try again. Okay, because I can Go for it. in a country. That's annoying. I don't like it. Make it better. <laughs> Swapping out dice. Oh no! It's oh, worse. No. Okay. That's terrible. twelve. You try and again, but this time, kind of sped up. You uh, you're a little. You surge power into Hit your it. second attack, but it, you lose control and it just <laughs> uh, grounds itself in the wall. Causing. All right. Um, it's only twenty feet away, so yeah, he's going to cover that. Uh, yeah, you can just reach it because it had to have a roll past you and stuff. And like, I'll say you can just about make it because of what the way diagonals work and so on. Okay. Um, so, uh, um, with, to be honest, uh, I'm not sure you can actually because you were where it was. It rolled past yeah. you. It rolled a total of 40 feet of movement. The others were oh, further. Oh, sorry. Back I thought because it was slowed, it only oh, went. Yeah. It went 20, but it has a special dash type effect uh, action that it can take. So you can right, get. Yeah, you can get 15 feet away from it. Alright, um, then I shall do so. And. Now I've already shot my blunderbuss at it, I'm gonna have to go for the uh, pistols. Uh, it is a bonus action to reload your blunderbuss, I believe I've stated before. Yeah, well that's fine. I will go with the pistols cool. for now. Cool, go for it. <laughs> right, first one. Your attacks are with disadvantage because it is curled up. Okay. Uh, that is a dirty 20. Okay, nice. that hits. Roll damage. Okay. That is... Um, a 13 percussive and a further 6 uh, hunter's mark. So 19 total. Okay, as the bullet bounces off it it does leave a dent but it's not as uh, as solid a stroke as it uh, as the ones that you've been inflicting with it with in melee i figured okay right well more where that came from okay okay so disadvantage mm -hmm. that's uh that's a 15 Dean. uh that does not it pings off it Okay, final one then. Okay, um, 
16. That just manages to hit, and that's only because it's as it's slowed and rolling away, it just rolls up and you can see where one of the plates has been bent out of position because you struck it with Riptide, and you yeah, fire yeah, right. so it's doing the, um, yeah, the thing. just in the chink in okay. its armor. So, that is um, 15 percussive and a further 1 Hunter's Mark. Halved to 8. Okay. Yeah. You hear something clang as it's, and there's a hev- definite sort of. It's like rattling it. around inside. Yeah, that it shot sounds now. like you're you you're seriously damaging its inti- its insides now. Okay. Um, Don't let it get away. It uh, rolls. It continues rolling away. Slap. Uh, yeah. So it provokes an attack of opportunity from Celestia and, uh, and Skemp. Um. Yeah. Also, Zap. No, I can't do that. I've got to do an. Yeah, you, you haven't got a Warcaster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I just hit you with more rapier? You can certainly try. Yeah. Uh, attacks it with uh, disadvantage with the rapier. I'm so bad with my rapier Ooh, anyway. Dirty 20. That does hit there. Oh, yeah. Um, eight. <laughs> Clang. Nine lightning damage. Okay. It melts one of the plates, part of it kind of ob- almost hanging off now. Okay, uh, the Reaper rolls in its slowed form, only able to take one action at a time. It rolls 40 feet, getting toward, uh, and stop, uh, towards one of the stairs going da- further down. It's going to try and shake this off. Come on! Ah! It's just rolling terribly. It's still slowed. Okay, it continues trundling away. Uh, so, Celestia, it's 40 feet away from you. Um, Rolling away. 40 feet is a stupid amount of distance. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm struggling. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'm going to do another knee slide and this time I'm going to use the xylophone because variety of instruments <laughs> ding 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 thunder wave go for it um, nice. again third level because I think a first level isn't going to fucking do anything so. 16 um, no no my hey, it failed. 17 good I hate it I'm glad it failed <laughs> Uh, not amazing. Uh, so, 10, 17. Okay. Uh, this time as the... <laughs> flies out, it blasts away several of the bronze plates, tearing open sections of its uh, protective plating, scattering them down the, uh, the cha- uh, down the corridor. It is barely... The structure is barely holding together. But Come on, it's time to be dead uh, now. But hold together it does. Why aren't you dead, Scamp? Make it dead. It isn't that Scamp. <laughs> okay, um. <sighs> 40 feet away. 40 feet away. I can't get up and zap it anymore. <laughs> but zapping seemed to work, so maybe. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try a second level chromatic orb. What? Uh, I'm going for lightning, lightning. again. Cool. Because that seemed to work and I'm worried about doing anything else. Okay. Well, this is disadvantage. Yep. Uh, okay, zap. 
<laughs> That's really good. That's 25. That hits. Roll damage. Second level. How many is that? Oh no. Four. There we go. Zap. 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 Oh. A good zap. A 1922. Finish it. Yes. Zap! Yeah, you hold out your hands and just this. <laughs> Orb of lightning strikes it in the center and explodes. <laughs> Clanking, smashing pieces of bronze fly in every direction. <laughs> uh, Celestia and Corzin, you see for a moment a silvery echo in the middle, almost like a like an echo of a praying mantis or a shrimp or something. Appear for a moment before melting away into silvery light which flickers off into, through the wall and into the distance I hate it that. is it just me or are all those things getting drawn towards the cap of this pyramid Was this that one, one is up? not this one flees okay. laterally away like off into okay. off to the horizon but through the wall ah, was different spirit well, again Mm. You think it was trapped in there? Like, Maybe. You know, bound? Like bound into service or something? Yeah. Strange. What you're saying is we should free the ball. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know. What I'm saying is that we should just go and get loads of money for the boat, and then we should leave. Okay, let's see what's in here. <laughs> okay, yeah. last bit then before, you, before we uh, wrap up. You, um... So you look into, uh, you head in, well, first of all, uh, in terms of treasure, there are the pieces of the Reaper. Mm-hmm. The Reaper itself would probably fill a, um, probably fill a uh, wheelbarrow, but it is a remarkably intact, uh, it is it, like, it is remarkably intact bronze, at least where, where you haven't smashed it to pieces. Uh, of, you get this to the right dwarf, it's serious money. Of beautifully, a beautiful manufacturer, and yeah, maybe to the right trader, if you knew the, if you could find the right people to buy it, it could well be of value. Um, so yeah, that's that's the thing. You don't know how much it's worth, but you know that you could uh, that you could pack it away somewhere. The looking into the armory itself, though, most of the weapons. Most of uh, of the of it, it, like this, is an armory filled with hundreds and hundreds of different weapons of all kinds: S- uh, spears, uh, swords with a curious sort of uh, scythe-shaped design to them, uh, daggers, arrows, and most of them woefully obsolete compared to modern weaponry. Most of them, uh, long the metal parts long since corroded to useless verdigree. You have a look around, I'll do me magic. Mm-hmm. But, with your mage sight, uh, Scamp, you do see something faintly show up. Inside, as, as you reach one corner, which is just has several just leather bags, and you, op- and you go through, you open the bag and you find it's just full of lead slingshots. But in the center of this bag, there is a small sphere, 
about the size of a slingshot bullet or indeed of a musket round uh, or flintlock round uh, because uh, we're going because in in flintlocks and fireballs, I like to fondly imagine a level of standardisation between <laughs> uh, flintlock and musket barrels, which did not exist in the real world, and means I don't have to track separate kinds of ammunition. Um, it's made of bronze, but the sphere itself is densely covered, uh, carved with the same celestial script. Every every. Almost every centimetre of the surface is covered in some sort of script. Magic ball. Hmm. And yeah, it is, uh, it, it is, uh, it is packed, it seems to radiate some sort of, honestly, some sort of, the sense you're getting from it is necromancy or something to do with life and movement. Every inch of it is covered with script. Yeah. Are there any holes in it that look like they would fit a nail in? No. Okay, I just thought I'd ask. Well, no, this, good, good is, idea. this is a magic ball. It does right. magic. What kind of magic? Necromantic magic. That sounds horrible. Not really, because lots of things are necromantic. Like, um, the, the spell you did to bring back Brett and Sander, that's technically necromantic. Yeah, it was scary though. It's just a type of magic. Mm. Uh, but it also, yeah, it's zombies and, like, the vampire thing you had. It's, um, yeah. you do find it in, yeah, amongst, like, just bags of slingshots, uh, like, next to, like, little sl- staff slings, similar to the ones that the, uh, well, I mean, kind of similar to the ones that the, uh, Tyrian halflings had, but, like, staff slings have been around for millennia in many different cultures. Well, let's take this and, do you want me to identify it now? Yeah, maybe. Uh, might We're as well. Rush, are we? Okay. Should we take a no. little rest? Yeah. Take a bit of time. We'll take a short rest. Oh, a around. song. So, okay. song of rest, please. <laughs> you, uh, you do I, sing, and we'll actually go and yeah, we'll we'll do I the do details. Do a song about balls. Talk. You sing Magic a song about balls. balls and big metal bass so and balls and sh- other kinds of balls. <laughs> you have the biggest the balls, balls of them all. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you do all recall uh, seven other, extra hit yeah, points. Yeah, you'll recover an extra seven hit points. Um, so, as you study this, and then you take your long rest. Short rest. Uh, short rest. Your short, yeah, short rest. rest. You look at Follett between your hands. You kind of get that sense of information. This is the shot of souls. Um, it is the right size that you could use it in a sling, a staff sling, or a smoothbore weapon such as a musket or flintlock. When shot, it will travel up to 120 feet to its target and activate. Draining the life of everything within a 20-foot radius. Wow. Constitution saves versus DC 13 or take 46 necrotic damage. Okay, so this is an evil ball. The target, if hit, takes 46 necrotic damage plus ordinary weapon damage. Add a line to the song about evil balls. Um, (laughs) It will then take a full... It will then not be ready to drain life again until until the next dusk. You also got to retrieve it. But it, uh, but it so will stay intact after shot. You're going to be like, digging around inside to find them. That sounds awful. <laughs> that I've, I've removed enough musket balls from people in uh, in my time. That shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. So, uh, well, if you want it, Corzin, be my guest, darling. All right. 
Let's cause him add the shot Six of souls two. to your inventory, and I will pass you the details in the uh, during the time between sessions. I feel like Corzin's the only one who can yeah. get any use out of that. Is definitely sure, not definitely well, you do have a gun, Celestia, but I am rubbish you don't with use it. it that much. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not. I'm you, not a guns person. Having dispatched this chamber's guardian, you take you take your rest. You recover. You tend to your injuries, and you prepare eventually to head down to the remaining three levels of the pyramid. But that is an adventure for next time. Thank you all very much for playing. Thank you all very much for listening. And farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs, Fair Seas and Natural Twenties. Who doesn't love to smoke a pipe, escape the horrors of the night? To help you struggle through the day, to delve into a tomb of clay. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No cracking storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.